From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into the most ridiculous podcast in sports and pop culture. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hey, we are here at Tailgate HQ with Nashville royalty, Paul and Zach McCann. Boom. You can find us in the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod, and you can find them on Slapshot Radio on 1025 The Game, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central. How are you guys doing this great afternoon? Well, thank you for for having us, guys. We really appreciate it. It's gorgeous out here at uh, at Tailgate, and uh, man, the, the this little barn is nice. Nice breeze going. God, you I'm telling you, a better day. it could it could have been really bad without any breeze out here. Yeah. I mean, it's a hot uh, late June t- uh, Tennessee day, so I'm very glad that we got a little breeze. I'm glad Tailgate has hosted us, and it's clear that you guys are not very familiar with us, or you guys probably wouldn't have joined us so <laughs> uh, so if we're being honest uh we appreciate uh so we, appreciate i'm just wondering guys. What, when does wayne gretzky show up um, i was told see, that wayne gretzky would be sorry yeah, this is a well, that's uh, what messy, we, messier is showing up in a bit that's what we told you <laughs> wayne. honestly uh, obviously we told you gretzky was showing up so you'd come yeah. it turns out that <laughs> we, uh, we hired an impersonator you lied we lied yes okay so, good yeah, yeah. that's good i can handle it i mean it's uh we we like to say uh, bent the truth yeah. is how we like to say it on the podcast, Paul. Uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> so today we are covering the NHL playoffs. We're talking life, hockey, pop culture, and so much more. Sandwich draft. We got a sandwich draft. Sandwich draft. Don't forget about the sandwich uh, draft. Zach here's got the first pick. Zach, how are you doing, man? I am doing fantastic. Glad to be here today. You know, we've already done some fun stuff video-wise. Already feeling a little socially lubricated, so we're good to go. <laughs> we are at tailgate, so uh, they did not, we did not purchase the water, okay? So... Uh, there's they, water in it. <laughs> there is water in it. Yeah, we, we actually, uh, we told them just to... You know, keep bringing them. Keep bringing them. Uh, the while you're on the show, you know the beers are on us. Um, we'll send you the bill later. It's no big deal. Perfect. Uh, the show goes late then. <laughs> so before we move on, don't forget to check us out on What a Maneuver and Patreon to support the show. For the last couple of weeks, you've been hearing us promo this where we are right now, this show. Uh, but hopefully, in the next uh, next couple of months, we will uh, be somewhere else. Uh, but so. Where can they find you guys on social media? And if you guys have anything to plug outside of Slapshot Radio, obviously we got RPG Radio Show. Go, Zach, go. Please. No, absolutely. You can follow me on social media. All social media is at Zach McCann 47. And yes, the 47 is for Alexander Radilov. Sorry, I'll never give it up. <laughs> uh, you can also. Not the year you were born. No, 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 okay, no, no. Okay, okay. No, no. And, uh, don't let the bald head fool you. I uh, also am on the RPG Radio Show, which you can check us out. It's a uh, D- Dungeons and Dragons podcast. So make sure you check that out as well well and of course follow us on slapshot radio one on twitter slapshot radio on facebook and listen to us either on podcast networks or live on espn radio 1025 the game yeah what he said <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can follow me on twitter at pred pa paul um and uh also 
Uh, you know, I've been a writer for um, uh, Eklund on Hockey Buzz Radio for the last 16 years. Just uh, resigned that uh, over the last month or so, and uh, but a remaining as a guest columnist with Hockey Buzz. So whenever I get a crackpot idea, I'm able to go ahead and just you know post it and and take the flaming from the uh, from the boards. Was so that, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was just going to say it was that resignation because you're planning on joining the Pucks Out podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was. You know what? It, it, the funny thing about it is I I have a day gig. That, that really was taking the time. I could not uh, devote the time to the coverage that, quite frankly, Nashville deserves. So Absolutely. I wanted to step aside to somebody else. But Eck was real nice and just said, hey, you know, you can keep on writing for us whenever you get a crazy idea. I'm like, okay, I can deal with that. Awesome. So uh, they, I know they're bringing in another um, another uh, another blogger to go ahead and cover the Predators beat. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, well, I feel like you really undersold it. I think that there's one other major place that uh, Nashvillians can go and see you. <laughs> Is that correct? Uh, um, let's see. Yeah, uh, if you've been around Bridgestone Arena anytime in the last, uh, what, you know, 14, 15 he's that, years? He's that guy, aren't, aren't you that guy that stands out on the corner and yells crazy stuff at people? <laughs> That's exactly that, right. Yes, okay. I am. I, I stand at <laughs> the corner of Fifth and Broadway all the time oh, and just yell at people. That's what I thought. Exactly. And, and you know, the funny thing about it is they gave me a microphone. Uh, no, actually, uh, their mistake. <laughs> big, big mistake. Uh, no, about um, uh, this year will be my 16th season uh, behind the mic at Bridgestone Arena, um, being able to do the pre- uh, the Preds PA, and uh, it's um, you know that's a dream gig. I've I've really really enjoyed it. And what's funny is that Zach and I have been going to Preds games since year one. We're day one season ticket holders. Um, you know, three ten till we die, right? Absolutely. Um, and what's fascinating, uh, you know, our season tickets were in section three ten. Uh, and it, honestly, they this year because of COVID, I did the PA from Section 310, awesome. so it's kind of fun to go back home. Sure, who sure. says you can't go home again? Exactly, exactly. Well, <laughs> a lot of people. Well, well, I can. I don't know if I can speak for Bobby. Uh, we usually have differing opinions when one of us has an opinion, even if we agree. Uh, but uh, having you on is a awesome thing obviously zach as well but you know to be able to say you know thanks paul in person yeah. here on the on the podcast is, is really awesome we really appreciate I see what you did you there guys. by taking that stance first now i've got you've got to go against you gotta be against i gotta pull paul the max on. kellerman and just you know be devil's advocate, <laughs> I, guess. Like, I don't dislike you but i cannot agree with brandon <laughs> i think brandon stephen a smith Ooh. oh whoa zach stay uh, off the weed bobby bobby is the stephen a smith spam fan of here okay i'm actually i'm excited to hear today i'm oh, excited I'm to hear him cover hockey hold on so, yeah. hold on don't do I it agree with Stephen a Smith oh my so goodness much. oh my goodness i can't believe you said that's what that happens job. when you edit the podcast i get to pull things like that <laughs> but all right let's move into some hockey news everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice it's time for news from inside the boards We got the Stanley Cup Finals coming up, baby. Uh, last night, after a uh, 1-0 victory over the New York Islanders, Tampa Bay is heading for the second year in a row to the finals. What are you guys thinking? Are, are you guys excited? I'm sure you guys are. Uh, actually, you know, I, I would have loved to have seen Barry get back to the uh, – Barry yeah. Cross get back to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, however, I, I, I thank the Lord that it didn't happen, only because a, a New York Islander – Montreal Canadian Stanley Cup final would have been an abject disaster for this league. <laughs> I mean, and Zach, you talked about it on 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 this past Monday show. You know, it, 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 this is a copycat league. 
Absolutely. So, you know, this is a league where the successful teams drive what the non-successful teams do. So if you have a team playing that 90s style, not quite neutral zone trap, clutch and grab hockey, but as close as you can get in today's modern game, then that is what you're going to get from the rest of the teams. I want teams that are built like the Tampa Bay Lightning and frankly, like the Montreal Canadiens as well. I would have, I honestly would have, I would have loved, and we talked about this, I would have loved to have seen a Vegas Tampa series. It would have been breathtaking hockey. Mm -hmm. I think Tampa would have absolutely killed them. Yeah. But, um, but I would have loved to have seen that. Now, I, I've got to get behind Montreal. It's, it's, a, it's the old, it's the old thing of, you know, who's got the old guy without a cup, mm -hmm. you know, and that's they've got know, two <laughs> and they've got two. They've got Carey Price and they've got someone that's near and dear to most Nashville Predators fans hearts in Shea Weber. The only problem I have with that is that Montreal also has Corey, Corey Perry. Perry. <laughs> <laughs> right. And yes. I, I kind of compare that to, you know, it's like rooting for, you know, your worst enemy to go over a cliff. In your brand new Maserati. It's just one of those things that you just look at and go, I'm, I'm going to hold my nose and root for him because, honestly, I am really not a big Tampa Bay fan. And I'm just looking forward. I'm hoping, you know, all right, go ahead and give Canada another cup. It's been 30, 60, 90 years since the uh, since Was Montreal the last team to do it? In, so 90, 26, in, 93, years, yeah. in 93 was the last time they did it. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been 28 years. We'll give them another yeah. cup. So what the heck? we got our predictions uh, on the video segment, and I believe I was Montreal in six. Zach, you were Tampa in six. 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 Paul, who you got? Uh, what's your prediction for this uh, final? Oh man, um, who do I want to curse? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I've kind of gone back and forth. I really believe Tampa should absolutely roll in this in this one. I think the matchups just just are a nightmare for Montreal. Yeah. I just I, I don't think now it's going to depend. Is Kucherov going to really healthy? I mean, what happened in game six? He managed to come back last night, looked fairly effective in there. If he's really healthy, I think it's Tampa Bay in five, which of course means which, Montreal win it in six. Which <laughs> makes me feel really good because that was actually my prediction as well. I, I would love to see six or seven games from this series either way, but I just don't think, so I just NBC. can't see it. Right. I just can't <laughs> see that happening. I think Tampa is just too dominant of a hockey team. And now, we have every single series that Montreal has played in. Everybody has. Them. Everybody has been. Oh well, this is going to be yeah. easy. Let's be honest. This the Jets, the Jet, the Winnipeg Jets are a good team. I don't think they're. I, I don't think anyone thought well, they would win the final. But the I don't way think, the, the way Montreal handled the Jets, honestly, that they, they got I, an exhibition. I don't think they were. I don't think the Jets were as good of a team as, as Toronto was. Though the biggest you problem know, with uh, the Jets is that their defensive end is just non-existent. They don't have a Dustin Bufflin anymore. Well, they don't yeah. have a defenseman they, uh, really right. that's on the NHL level right now. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, it feel it always felt like Tampa had that series yeah. against the Islanders. It was when they needed a win, they come out and they yeah. bust them. Well, eight it also helps when you're, what, $92 billion over the cap? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? It's so funny, though, but to hear the complaints about that. Yeah. It's like, okay, Carolina, 
they kicked your ass. Yeah. No, we, we've said on the uh, on the show before that my complaint is not that Tampa did it. My complaint is that other teams aren't doing exactly. it. Exactly. It's yeah. if, if you can make it to the playoffs without players like Steven Stamkos yeah. and Nikita Kucherov, right. then you deserve it. Yeah. We we have been we have been very clear on this podcast in saying the worst thing in sports is the unwritten rule. Write them down if mm-hmm. you want them to yeah. be a rule. Oh, it's an unwritten yeah. rule. It's you half don't the reason do why I don't really enjoy watching baseball is half the unwritten mm-hmm. rules. Like that garbage that ha- well, we'll talk about it in the outside, mm-hmm. but that garbage happened with uh the coach making the umpire check the guy like six times. Yeah. That was insane. Now, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll all suffer yeah. no Joe Girardi slander on this podcast. You know? <laughs> As a Phillies fan, you know, I'm sure he was justified. And we're trying to do anything we can just Personally, to salvage this awful season. Personally, to beef up baseball, I really think they need to make st- steroids mandatory. I think so. <laughs> yeah. I want to see everything you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, metal bats. You know, I mean, you know, everything. Let's get baseball hype again. As, as as someone that hasn't followed baseball since 94. When it was when it was baseball. When it was. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, the you know, the lockout in 94 absolutely killed me. It was right after the Phillies went to the series in 93. The Joe Carter home run against, uh, you know, from Toronto. Phils are in first place in the NL East. It goes south. No World Series. I didn't even come back during the Maguire Sosa thing. It's like. I think this year is probably the most baseball I've watched in God knows how long. Yeah, Bobby, yep. Bobby, and I actually have a uh, a bet going of uh, no. I'm hitters. shocked. I tell you, of no <laughs> hitters. Uh, we we generally try to stay away from gambling, except mm-hmm. for always, all the time. always, except for uh, days that end in Y, right? And that's that was it. To be uh, fair, I have not placed a bet in about three months because I. You know what? Just like at a casino, when I'm up, I leave, and I and I'm, I'm not one of those. Oh, I'm gonna make it more. No, I'm. That out. sounds extremely smart, and I should learn, figure out your yeah. plan on that. But uh, but not me. But we have a no hitters bet going, and early on, it started. Basically, is it gonna break the record this Who year? Who set the over under? I mean, you know. it's the, uh, I did. It's the, I set it at seven. So that's the the, the record. Yeah. You're at what four season? We're at six. 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 That was uh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I actually have the under, and uh, it's not looking too good for me, Paul. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I love this. You know, it's like I, I feel like Joe Buck and Brock Meyer. I just think about it, and it shows up. Um, man, a pink lemonade shandy just am, showed up out of nowhere. I'm telling you, they got good service here. I was just uh, I was just the, wondering where the thanks Paul beer was. Uh, <laughs> um, I they, actually did ask about that. It, it's, You're it's too seasonal. popular. Yeah. They sold it out. Okay, so this is real. If we're being honest, this is your fault that it's not here. Okay, okay. I don't want to blame you, but it's yeah. your fault. So 100%. we'll talk more about baseball on the outside. Uh, I think you've got a stat to bring up. Uh, I do. You know, I never like to miss a chance to dunk on Toronto. <laughs> and boy, do I, I have a good one to do that. Right. Um, You're out a of, good father, sir. <laughs> out of, you know, out of the seven teams in Canada, we're going to exclude Winnipeg from this. But Montreal, Vancouver, Ottawa, Edmonton, and Calgary have all made the Stanley Cup final since the last time that Toronto has won a playoff series. That is... So, quick and, question. And, 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 uh, and, of course, you know, I never miss a chance to dunk on the Jets because I always <laughs> remind them of their Atlanta Thrashers history that they love they to try and forget. It. They, they can't just shake can't it. shake yeah. the Thrashers' DNA out of wasn't them. It, wasn't it the Thrashers have made it, have won more playoff series than uh, than Toronto has? Yeah. Like, in, as in the, the same Thrashers? Time. Yeah, yeah in, in the, the same, same time. time Well, let's put it this way. All of us at this table have won as many playoff series as Toronto since 2004. So, oh, yeah. so Which, I, I don't know this stat off the top of my head. Did uh, the Nordiques? They did the Nordiques. Did they win a Stanley Cup? Uh, they did not. They did not. Okay. Did they make a final? 
I don't believe they did. Okay. I was, um, I, I was trying to remember. Because what a better stat would be is that if the Nordiques made a final. <laughs> they made a, I think the Leafs. They made the conference final the uh, I want to say two years before they moved, mm-hmm. uh, they, they they went to a conference final. I think because that was a good team, and, well, and, and that's that, a city that needs. Well, that's a what team. shows you know, why Colorado was so good in the '90s because they had that DNA. From right, the 90s, and but so. the funny part about it is, I don't know. I'm not one of these guys that absolutely say you know because. What's funny is that when an American team doesn't support their hockey team, doesn't stand up, they don't deserve it. Period. End of story. 100%. You know, Winnipeg had worse attendance over the last five years of their original existence as the Jets. You could fire off a shotgun inside the Winnipeg arena and not hit anybody, (laughs) you know, over the last four or five years. But yet it's like, oh, Winnipeg deserves the team. But no, they couldn't hold no. on to the one they had. I wouldn't look at Atlanta deserving another hockey team. No, they no. should get an yeah. airport before they get a team. I have been. So <laughs> perhaps think, indoor yeah. heat. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that uh, you know when we're talking about Montreal City, is that you know I feel like in the last three or four years there's been a shift in the fandom of hockey. I think if you look back, I think many people would have said that Seattle wouldn't have supported the team five years ago. I think now with they the, couldn't with, keep with, a basketball. Many team. people also said the same thing about Vegas five years ago that they'll never support a hockey team, and Vegas is selling out. I think that people are so desperate to go to events. I'm, wait, I'm waiting. I, I, I'm sorry. Jury's out on Vegas. Really? You, to me, the jury is out on Vegas. Now okay. I will say okay. they have not. Yeah. They have not had to go through a rebuild. True. They have uh, not had a, t- a year where they yeah. have missed the now playoffs. I, they're yeah. spoiled. They so here's the they thing: they didn't get yeah. that. They didn't get that real opportunity that every so, other expansion team have. It was my biggest correct. problem with the with. I mean, the Predators. You had to go through. We had a couple good players. We had to go through some rough times to yes. get yeah. where we are today. Yes. Vegas came in and had a better team yeah. than half the league now, with I will who say they were able that, to take. You know, Vegas is a very unique situation that sure. most cities, they might have, let's say, 15% tourists. Uh, that is a maximum. 50-50. At, at Vegas, though, you've got so many people just in town who just so many events are sold out every night and people well, who last minute and that people are going to Vegas. There, I think they said that somewhere like thirty percent of uh, on a nightly basis of fans in uh, uh, what is it uh, uh, T-Mobile Arena. T-Mobile Arena are are out of towners who bought at the gate. As that soon, is a that is a large percentage. Ask, and I think that they're going to rely on that. Let more me than ask anything. our guests something that that uh, see what they think. Do we think that this is a product of the? of the protection rules that were put in place by the NHL. I mean, they did not allow a lot of protection for bigger players. I think it was a perfect storm. Honestly, I think you had the right coach and the right general manager at the very right time. And the fact is GMs around the league, they're dumb, but they are smart in a lot of, in a lot of respects. They had no idea how to handle this expansion draft, which led to them making some curious moves like, Jonathan Marches, so we're going to, you know, give you him, and that's going to be fine. Ne- I yeah. mean, James Neal was a pretty obvious based on the rules. I'd make but that. It's a great. Yeah. I'd do it again. Yeah. I'd I would I would do it again, too, but it's that is a great player say, coming to be of, able to just pull yeah. into your team year mm-hmm. one. A and great to leader. Marc-Andre Fleury available. That's why I don't think, you know, I don't see Seattle as a playoff team next year. I don't well, either. Especially with their. I, I, 
They have a I'm chance sorry. in a weak division. I, Ron Francis, I, but I'm, I'm Dave a, Haxtall is not the Dave choice. Haxtall I agree. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I agree. He had so much success in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, as much as I dislike this choice, I mean, I think Babcock would have been a much better choice to start a team. I don't know what you guys I, think, uh, but I, I just disagree. Think, I think I think Mike. Uh, I think uh, Babcock does not deserve to even be coaching peewee hockey he is a toxic and dangerous coach to anybody he is near and that might be a i don't disagree be, with that but i think no, it's say a good what's really on your mind don't sugarcoat so, but we, we really but here's my, here's here's my biggest problem with seattle's choice is that if it what kept them i'm sure there was a lot of behind the scenes things money a month ago getting gerard glant Hold on. Uh, the Rangers got him. They could Seattle could have gotten him a month ago. I like the I, Bruce know, Boudreaux is sitting at home right now. Yeah, by the way, you know, well, and, and talk about a developer. You're exactly <clears throat> right. Agree. You know, gone. I mean, and had the and had the expansion yeah. experience as he was Vegas's first coach. Probably why he wasn't interested. Probably, probably why. But I'm sorry. I think the obvious choice for this is a guy that had already developed a young team, had already put it together, and got some good work out of him. I don't know why Rick Tockett was not suggest uh, was not hired on that. A he did a phenomenal. Choice. He did a phenomenal job in Arizona. You know, getting that team through all of the off ice crap that continues to go on in the desert. I mean, you look at that and say, I, I don't understand why he wasn't the choice. I really don't. And when I heard when I saw that come across NHL Network that it was Dave Hackstall, I was just as yeah. a as a secondary flyer fan, I looked at it and went, Oh my. God, did they not watch three years in Philadelphia? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a team that is arguably has one of the better rosters in the NHL that just really could never do anything with it. Well, a know? goalie usually helps. Yeah. But. Uh, well, fair, fair. <laughs> Ain't had one of those since somebody, uh, you know, mm-hmm. drove his Porsche into a bad curve in yeah. Haddonfield, New Jersey. In 82, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. So one thing about Vegas, I will say, is that a lot of people do like to go back to the, oh, the, the, the relaxed rules. of. But when you look at outside of Marc-Andre Fleury, McPhee did a good job. Who is their who is their best player outside of uh, Mark Andre Fleury? Uh, in my opinion, Max Pacioretty, Mark Stone. Well, those, well yeah. I mean, those required be a trade. Yeah, that, that's what I'm, that, not, that is exactly my point. I mean, those guys did, are trying to trade. That is not from the, got, that's not from the expansion draft. They got but, extremely lucky with with you know thrown out guys like like Bill Carlson. Yeah. Marsha show scoring forty up. goals yeah. in one year. But I the mean, thing you know. is, and here's where I'm going to disagree with that, Bobby, is that. You don't have the draft capital to acquire those players without the heavy contributions yeah, from your expansion. I think that, and I, what I think one thing, and I think we might all agree on this, is a lot of people direct their not hatred, maybe displeasure towards Vegas. The issue they followed the rules; they were right. Right. Oh, no, the no. rules they were given. George McPhee, you know, um, you know. Had to do a good job because you know he had to get the stench of the Martin Erat trade off of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, when you, when you look at what the job George McPhee did in playing almost every general manager in the National Hockey League like to fiddle. get, I mean, he did an outstanding job Agreed. and quite frankly set the bar so high for Ron Francis, who is a the, good general manager. I agree, and and but the kicker becomes here now the expectation is. Why aren't you in the Stanley Cup exactly. final in the first yeah. year? If they They're actually set up to do, fail. if they actually yeah. do what an expansion team is expected to do, in other words, defecate failures. the bed clothes on a regular basis. Exactly. Yes. Now, Brandon, the thing is, though, they do have this going for them in that they are in a weak division. They are. I don't yeah. think any Agreed. of the California teams are going to make any noise. I'm not a huge believer in. Um, I mean, other than that, you have what Vegas. You have uh, Vegas. You got Edmonton. You got mm-hmm. Calgary. And I, I don't. I'm not a big believer in Vancouver. 
Vancouver is yeah, they they I I agree I was this before uh, yeah. this last year and they have I call really them to win not, the North Division no. I they real have bad. not they have not really shown that these young this young talent is worth what they've told yeah. us it's worth so but as, I'm going to tell you that the weakness of the North Division I think puts even more pressure on this team I think it does as, as well because then when they when they do what an expansion team is supposed to do they say well you're in a weak division why don't you do what Vegas yep. did That's and right. go to the cup the first year That's yeah. right. it, it is it is hurt every expansion team that comes into yes. this league from, and I, from I love using the Florida Panther example and the Florida Panthers went to the Stanley Cup final in year three and they have never recovered from that they They haven't recovered from the expectations they haven't recovered from the damage in trying to build your uh and to build your farm system and i'll go back even further go back to the philadelphia flyers they won a cup they were the first expansions team to want to win a cup in the expansion era one two and 74 and 75 has been back to the final four or five times since then, but has never been the dominant team that they were then. It hurts your development having you know, that too soon. It is funny that you mentioned Florida, and the reason being is that I see the same trajectory in the same exact fashion, that Florida is mostly tourists who come in and see their teams play. And I guarantee you the first sign of trouble in Vegas, that barn is going to be 75% opposing teams when they start to struggle. You really hurt your fan base by being so good early because they've never been a fan of your team when you're struggling. I think you said similar something similar to that early. Look at the base. Look at the base in Nashville. Just use that as an example. This team struggled the first couple of years. A lot of fun. You give give the, the game ops group all kinds of credit because the entertainment factor was built by that first group, Brian Campbell. That 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 that, that group built the entertainment factor in Nashville. And now we're able to carry on to that and augment what is on the ice. Now the yeah. game now the entertainment is on the ice and the game ops augments it. Yes. In the first couple of years, it was all about the game ops. Absolutely. Because, it had I mean, to be. The team had heart, the team played well. I mean, for the talent level that they had. Right. But, I mean, once this team made the playoffs, I mean, I remember how nuts this town went when Adam Hall scored the first playoff goal in Detroit. I mean, I literally was at a soccer, a grammar school soccer game, and I think you were playing, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Um, And, I mean, all the parents watching there went nuts when Adam Hall scored the goal when they heard Pete Weber calling on the radio. Yeah. I think that, you know, know, Nashville, in my opinion, was – the perfect, and I, I, I'm trying to think of the word, the opposite of a variable, the perfect text, test subject for an expansion team. We have that like weird mixture of hometown people and, and tourists. We went through a a decent amount of bad years mixed in with decent well, years. Then, great, ha- then we blew up and then a, we dipped. Now we're now we're in the middle. Now we're dipping. And we are after well, it's a great closed. sports town. Nashville yeah. loves sports. Yeah. And when, we love what you bring to the table. We, we love a good yeah. event. We love. Yeah, we love atmospheres. We love events. No matter what love it a is. good event. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Love absolutely. a good event. And it, I really appreciate what you just said was. They had to make the games fun, even though the team wasn't ever going to be that Stanley Cup contending team, which made it, which you sold your fan base from an early stage to enjoy the Predators games rather than, I know we're going to win and that's why we're going to the game. And it's so funny because I even use last night as a perfect example. Now, you know, 
obviously the tradition in, in you know in Nashville is you know what star is going to do the is going to do the, um, the 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 national anthem, and you know Tampa did their anthemist last night, and and the young lady usually does a really good job, but my lord, she murdered it last night. Yeah. Was it a Fergie? Uh, um, yeah. Not as bad as that. <laughs> it was pretty close. Last night was, <laughs> was about a half home, a step down. Home, home, home right, of yeah. the Brave was about, yeah, about a half step off, and it was painful. Yeah, mm. it was I, rough. I mean, <laughs> and you look at that and go, come on, mm. guys, this isn't hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you imagine know? if Keith Urban. If, if now Keith I don't know Durbin if we have a lot of room the... to talk, considering you know how many people we've had forget the anthem and all that sort of things <laughs> sure. with our celebrities. That but, happens. but they have you know the cachet of being celebrities. Or, in that right, or you have somebody then, that you know is an idiot and introduces them wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know that's that's <laughs> something that they've been working. I heard they got him off of Fifth and Broadway. I'm not. All right, guys. So moving on, we we talked a lot of hockey, but we're going to continue. Pat Foley uh, retires after 39 season of the Blackhawks uh, announcer. Uh, that's a that's a lot of hockey to be up close to. Uh, did, have you had the honor of meeting Pat Foley? I actually met him a couple times. We've had him on the show uh, early on. Actually, um, I have to give Pat credit because uh, the 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 Chicago broadcast team was an early you know supporter of Slapshot Radio when we were on. Awesome. Uh, when we were on a you know a, a small AM station when we first got started, and Pete Weber joined in our second year, and and really helped put us on the map. But Pat Foley would usually come on at least once a year, and uh, you know, talk about a guy, a Hall of Fame broadcaster right there. I mean, you know, has done an incredible job over thirty nine years with the Blackhawks, and uh, that that's going to be missed. I mean, you know, when you look at the iconic voices of uh, of Chicago. I mean, you know, you, you, Harry Carey obviously is the first one you think about, but Pat Foley's a real close second. Yeah, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I can foresee in, you know, uh, 20 years there being a couple of guys that decide to start a podcast in Chicago, <laughs> and when when Paul McCann decides to retire, I feel like they're going to be having this same conversation. Um, no, thank I'm, God that uh, screaming idiot's I'm, gone. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm super. Super glad to have you on, and that's mm-hmm. that's like sad it. about that's him. Nice. But it's like, uh, you know, it's thirty nine. See, that's a, circle a long time. Yeah. I can't imagine doing anything for thirty nine seconds, much less thirty nine <laughs> years, and being uh, being such a big part. But it's so cool yeah, to your hear. Fiance knows you can't do much for thirty nine seconds. Hey. Ah, boom, 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 boom. But Thank I'm goodness, sh- kids <laughs> don't listen to this podcast. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Was uh, when you proposed the only time she said yes. I I, I, that is, yeah, uh, yes. Uh, I'm not even rich. I don't even understand the. Yeah, I mean, look, we. I really have nothing that. Um, well, I, hey, congratulations! Yeah. Man. Hey, thank That's you awesome. guys. Thank yes, you guys. Absolutely. Just don't tell her. I've been telling people that we're engaged. I don't think she knows it yet. Um, so I've just been. Keeping that on the download. Take, take my advice. Don't talk about it. Just go do it. Uh, that's <laughs> right. I just whatever she wants. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what I'm gonna do. So, uh, but it's super cool to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, a uh, big rivalry, Nashville, Chicago, mm-hmm. and then that support that comes from from all sides. You so. know what we found though is that you know the the rivalries are the are are the most fun. Yeah. It's like, you know, hating on Chicago is a blast. Yeah. Well, one of my things I used to do because I lived in Chicago <laughs> for five years is. I actually had a podcast for a few years called Central Divided, 
and it was myself and a Blackhawks fan, and we just would talk trash about the Central Division together the whole time. It was a blast because that's you know where the fun comes in is ribbing other fans. About, yeah, right. You it's know, tribalism. Well, yeah. I can I can certainly remember going to visit this guy up in Chicago, and uh, uh, we uh, we attended a, a a play that he was in, and then went to a bar to watch the end of Cali Arncroke putting a dagger in. Yep, so, yeah, of, of Cali Arncroke, yeah, mm-hmm. winning you know scoring the game winner against Chicago. In Chicago, and uh, I, I remember that the waitress got really, really pissed at us <laughs> uh, and, and refused to bring us any more beer, which I thought was really funny. I, well, we that's love that. super funny, but it seems like really bad business as oh, a person that works well, on tips. The manager, the manager was was completely fine to take our money. It was sure. just the, the, the waitress just, I mean, through well, attitude. Kind of funny. Now. And we just found out that, you know, post-2017, Wearing a Preds jersey and carrying a broom on Michigan Avenue it, will get you dirty looks. It is. Uh, it turns out they did not like that. They don't like that. I don't understand. Used to, why. it was a funny joke. Couple wrong turns, uh-huh. you're gonna get more than dirty looks. My little, <laughs> that's true. My little brother, what's up with you? And now it is. Oh, my little brother can now beat me at basketball yeah, or baseball yeah, yeah. or hockey. It's all hockey. fun and games, though, as a Preds fan in Chicago, until you have to figure out the uh, the metro system or the train, and you're like, I don't know where I'm going. Uh, and they easy, will send you. Hey, they're like, oh, hey, you yeah. want to go to the south? I was, <laughs> when, I, when I was in college, a buddy of mine for, uh, went up to go see the USA versus uh, New Zealand All Blacks and at, uh, nice. up at Soldier Field, and we we stayed with an alumni in Chicago, and he's like, okay, you're going to get on the green, go to the blue, go to the orange, got it, leaving. Apparently, it's different coming back, and we yep. just no idea. Green, and, blue, and orange. He wasn't, and, he wasn't, like... and he wasn't answering his phone, so we ended up having to take a cab, yep. and taking a cab uh, 40 miles outside the actual city limits. No not good. He's like, we get there, and he's like, that's $250. I'm like, Oh, no. So are you fast? Because I am out of here. Well, yeah, right? at that point, I realized I should have had him pull up like a block away. Then you, mm-hmm. but but I'm also like, all right, man. I got, and my buddy's drunk, passed out, so Respect I'm not getting his money. Yep. Right. Uh, but you just so, gotta bite the bullet at that point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but all right. So uh, moving on. Let, let's go ahead and move outside the NHL. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with. News from outside the boards. We haven't uh, given him a shout out in a while, but uh, we do want to say a big thank you to uh, Charles, uh, Charlie Sonye for doing these uh, doing these bits. Uh, <laughs> oh, I recognize Crazy Charlie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so the NBA playoffs. I have not watched a bit of NBA playoffs, but is, it's is a that, podcast, so that, we're talking sports. Is that, it, w- w- they had to go here. Uh, he wears a damn Hawks jersey. Yeah, this is probably the most fair, basketball I've watched I, in a long time. To be fair, I had no, no clue idea. that you guys were 76ers fan. This was not <laughs> against you. We were planning on wearing our Habs jerseys, <laughs> and then we not learned we were doing it outside, and too, like we cannot. Yeah, no, no. And yeah. so I was like, oh, well, you know, my other team that's still in it, the Hawks, I'm going to... I'm gonna wear my. my well, you're Dominic wearing your Dominique Wilkins, Wilkins yeah, so that, exactly. that, that's a good thing. But, I um, am. I am as a you know a light basketball fan. I'm a huge sports fan all over. I don't watch a lot of NBA, but I always like to see a new champion crowned. Mm-hmm. And this year is the perfect year for that. No question. Uh, Bucks, Hawks, Suns, Clippers. I don't think that anybody that's a real basketball fan can disagree that these are four teams that nobody cares about. Nobody, <laughs> nobody cares about, but nobody cares about who wins it. And we all have some superstars on each of these teams, some young superstars. 
that in my opinion the NBA really needs to embrace. There they needs need some, to. There needs some pre- the, and 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 you can't go any further than Trey Young. Trey Young, Young. He looks like the next Steph Curry. I mean, he I has mean, been incredible. He's okay with being the enemy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Oh, he, in that Knicks series. Mm-hmm, I mean, yeah. in games. Uh, was it Game Six in New York or Game Five so. in New York? Where one of those. I two. mean, they are booing the ever-living crap out of him as he's drilling 30-foot three-pointers and then just looking at the crowd going, bring it, baby. Reggie Miller Miller said it so succinctly that he was like, everybody, no matter what stadium Jordan went to, they loved him. Mm Mm-hmm. Reggie Miller, he was said, I when I went to places, I loved being the enemy. Yeah, they, and I yeah. loved being the guy that was hated because it's just as important for basketball and the NBA as the guy that is loved. Oh, you gotta yeah. have the heel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was literally about to say the same thing. Professional sports, to be a top three um, uh, sports in America, you've got to base your entire thing off of professional wrestling. Let's be honest here. There's a reason why professional wrestling is as big as it is because you're de- you're, you're pl- they're, they're playing emotions in professional wrestling. There's and a that good is, guy and there's a and bad And that is guy. one thing that, honestly, the NHL needs to start doing. Why and do you honestly, think Brad Marchand listen, is so popular? Yeah, yeah Brad Marchand also. Well, uh, the uh, NHL uh, doesn't need to start doing it. The NHL needs to get back to yeah, doing it. Right. And I will say that as one of my, my one of my favorite players to ever play the game is PK Subban. I had a chance to meet him. He is the, one of the greatest people in the world. Nice but at the same time, to many people, he's a face. But to also half the people, he's a heel. Oh yeah, and so he's and that's a what villain ma- on the ice. That's to what some makes people. him so great. Is that off the ice, he's a face. On the ice, he will annoy you, but not to the point where he's going to lick your face. He was an <laughs> <laughs> he, <laughs> he was an absolute key. To the 2017 run. 100%. I mean, because you watched him. You watched him and Ryan Johansson just, I mean, Joey getting into the head head of Ryan Kessler. I mean, PK honestly took up residence in Sidney Crosby's kitchen the first two games. And Jonathan Taves in round one. Jonathan Taves in round one. You're exactly right. Sidney Crosby tried to crush his head into the ice multiple times. He was so mad. At anyone but Sidney Crosby, and that's two playoff games. Oh, anyone oh, but no Sidney Crosby. That might be a night in jail in some places. That is, that is, that was, that was the most unhockey play that I've seen in a long time. Besides he, the uh, the limp wristed water bottle throw. Fair. <laughs> Sorry, fair. Did I, did I say that out loud? <laughs> I will say, as someone like, listen, I I've said a lot. I will always say a lot of pros about Nashville. One con about Nashville and our fans is the weird one sided rivalry with Pittsburgh. Oh, we yeah. hate them. We hate them. And they Pittsburgh, could care. Uh, yeah, they Pittsburgh could care, care less. It's Vandy, Tennessee, even, for God's sake. Like, and that's the thing with like you know. I remember I've been at games where there was a. Uh, it was a Pittsburgh. It wasn't. I'm sorry. It wasn't even a Pittsburgh game. There was a game, and there was a guy wearing like a, a, a Crosby jersey, but it was that dope, like powder blue jersey, which yeah. I love. The winner, I, their winner jersey. classic I love jersey. That, right? that is a great jersey. I, I, I have Somebody not was, like, found a popcorn at him because he was wearing a Crosby sweater, and he's like, "Dude, I live in Nashville. I just like I love this sweater." Yeah, I've ne- I've not yet found. There's very few winter classic sweaters that I dislike. They generally do a really good the Bruins job Bumblebee. It. It's not great. I love it. No, I love I that one. Like it I personally in like I love an abstract it. way. Like, oh, that's interesting. That's I'm art. not going to wear it. Oh, it's like modern art to you. Yeah. Like you well, would as go a big look guy, at it I'm not, as the, a big guy, I'm not wearing horizontal, horizontal stripes. stripes. I'm, I'm sure. with you. Yeah, I'm with sure. Skinny guy over here loves it. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, dude, I look great. I look like I'm big. But really, I can't, you know, I can barely lift this laptop in my mind. 
like. Uh, <laughs> no, you're right. There is, but I mean, again, it's so funny because I've I've lived in Nashville for about 34 years now, and when I first moved to Nashville, everyone talked about, oh, Vanderbilt, Tennessee. Oh, it's a big. Ru-. Vanderbilt That's hadn't not- beaten Tennessee in football in like you know a, a century and a half, and Tennessee looked at it like who. Yeah, you know, and, and so a lot I, changed I, since like 2012. Oh, then. absolutely, <laughs> it certainly changed. There's no question. No, but I look yeah. at that same way with 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 Pittsburgh. Look, would it be incredibly sweet for the Preds to win their first cup against the Pittsburgh Penguins? Absolutely, I'd love that. I mean, believe me, I'm sorry. I've gotten to introduce the cup once, <laughs> and unfortunately. It was for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, so it's like, woo! Really loved introducing it. God, yeah. I had to introduce it. I am, that. and I'm a. I grew up a Flyers fan, so that was Ooh. double oh, for me. Oh, that was that had to have been double really for me. It had to have been like a portion of your dream all mixed it, in it, with a nightmare. It was so. You know? I want to feel bad, <laughs> but I feel like you're going to tell me you're also an Eagles fan. And as, a, and, and as a Washington uh, football team fan, it's like I don't feel that bad. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, I don't know. We're, you we're, really, you, know, you really going through the ringer here. A Hawks fan over here. You got a, you got a Washington oh, yeah, football no, it, team it. fan. Yeah, Atlanta's good. Fair. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. As far as football teams, this might be like the table for misfits. We got Eagles. We got Washington. <laughs> little, I, I guess you got Titans. Over little there. Titans fan. Hey, over whatever. Here, We've know. won a Super Bowl recently. Hey, yeah, can we go back fine. to talking hey, about we won, hockey? Hey, uh, we won like three in like five years. So it's like win. Yeah, in the eighties. In the ninety-two. Well, I was actually. 90s okay <laughs> you'll you'll like this uh because i used to i went to college in dc and was working a nightclub in dc the night that the the skins won uh with john reagan's oh, wow. okay washington is the weirdest sports town in the world yeah <laughs> i am working on a nightclub at 19th and am in midtown okay the redskins win Everybody goes that hits the you know hits the hits the street. There's naked people hanging off of light poles. I mean, you know, I'm did they even going, know? Did I'm they even going, know about the championship though? No, 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 no. <laughs> they were just hanging. No, from no, the light they, poles? they, they, you know. Oh, believe, <laughs> trust me, Washington. When it comes to football, there could be an earthquake in the middle of you know of the mall in Washington that takes down the Washington Monument, and the and the Washington football team would have beaten the Cowboys the previous day. You've got. You know, Nobody Washington beats Dallas above the fold on the Washington <laughs> Post, and underneath it would be like, oh, yeah, something happened to them all. Yeah. I mean, but seriously, so to give you an idea of how weird a sports town they are, they go crazy. They go oh, nuts. Yeah. At about 1 a.m., the street's clear. Now, first off, in Philly, I think they're still celebrating the the, the, the Super Bowl from, from, <laughs> they, from four years ago. They, they, they haven't they, experienced their hangover yet. They yeah. have not even. They have not gotten no, no, they, they drunk. Absolutely. Yet. Can't be so hungover. They don't you even don't know that drink. Tom is in Tampa. <laughs> so exactly. So the funny part about it is the next night. It's Monday night. I'm working this very same nightclub, and everybody's kind of they're there, and and I'm like, oh, I'll wake them up. I'll play Hail to the Redskins, which the night before. You were peeling people off the ceiling. <laughs> I play it, and the entire place just turned around and looked at me going, football season's over, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could play Fly Eagles Fly now in the middle of Philadelphia, and the place would go bonkers. Well, Go yeah. Birds is a Philadelphia hello. So. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's very true. I mean, you can hear an Eagles chant break out at any you Philadelphia hear at sports. Fi- you hear them at Phillies games all the time. Yeah, so you're true. at a funeral, and like somebody in the back is just like, let's get this going. Yeah, I'm sorry for your loss. Go Birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, listen, you say a, that like it's a yeah. weird thing. No, I did not. Yeah, that as was, a Washington so, fan, it, that, is, that is legit. Like yeah. Once the season's over, it's like, 
okay, what's next? Like, we, yeah. we're not going to be... Yeah. Now, half that's because I, being born in 92, I have only known... Pain. I've, yeah. My <laughs> yeah. entire yeah. life, my existence in football is pain. Yeah. It's, it's oh, RG3, broken. Yep. Uh, whoever the next guy is, broken. Well, you know what? And unfortunately, um, the Eagles Super Bowl three years ago was uh, the first championship, actually the second championship of my lifetime. The first one was the year I was born. I was three weeks old. So, yes, <laughs> trust me, I know your pain. <laughs> yeah. uh, but All right, so we what we were planning on talking about for this section, uh, Bucks versus Hawks, it is tied, the series is tied one-to-one. Uh, what do you uh, for those of you guys who are watching? How does it look? I'm assuming that the Greek freak is being the Greek freak. I mean, I had him in fantasy. So honestly, I mean. honestly, the Hawks are uh, comparatively to hockey. The Hawks have been a lot like Montreal has been all the way through it, where oh, they just can't win this series. And then they win. And then, oh, uh, well, they're not going to win this one. Well, Atlanta and stole game win. one, and they looked very good doing it. Yep. But last night was an absolute master class by Milwaukee. It, it was a beatdown of epic I think it was 125-91. It, it, and it wasn't that close. Down. Yeah. Right. It was It was one of those, okay, we got to take yeah. some guys I, I do out type say, of deal. And one thing I've never really got a chance to talk about is the phrase, they stole. In my opinion, unless a team uh, lost because another team scored an own goal, there is no they stole. No, no, no. but M- NBA home again. Home I didn't watch the field, game. So. Home court advantage in NBA means more than almost any mm-hmm. other type of sport. And that's what I mean. You yeah. stealing because they do. A, they Winning do a, a two, road. They okay, do a so two, that's they what you mean by stealing yeah. a road game. I, yeah. I didn't know because if it was like a stealing home court you know, advantage. They, they did, they, they're, they're the, they're the, the way that less teams. Yeah. So okay, the way that NBA does it, do they still they still do two three twos right? And so two three twos are so important to one of those first two games. Oh no no no! It is two. Two, it's two okay, two one. Two, one, two, one. one. Yeah. Well, they uh, and so, but it isn't so important to those first two games mm-hmm. of the home team. If the home team goes away, two zero, it's like, almost the nine NBA, times out of ten. The NBA the, has never had someone come back from a three zero deficit in their entire wild. history. It so is, I mean, that's uh, how important it is. No, they, so. no, didn't the Cavs come back from three zero? No, it was three one. It was three no. one. You're yep. right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't happen in the NBA. I mean. At basketball is so basketball is one of those sports that that you know you always talk about changing the momentum of a, a momentum of a series, and I I just don't think that exists in the NHL. I think each game is its yeah. own. Yeah, I, everything I, is its own micro. I see of, very yeah. little carryover, but you know what? You see that in the NBA. Yeah, you see a team start building momentum. You saw it in the last round. Yeah, you saw when Atlanta as the won, Sixers blew that game. They, they yeah. blew the first lead in Game Five, mm-hmm. and then it was like, uh oh, you know. Then I, I mean, oh, I'm sorry, Game Four. Yeah, they did blew it in Game Five, they and blew it, it was in Game over. Five. Yeah. And at that point, it, like it didn't matter that they won Game Six. You know, they weren't going to go forward. And I think you see that momentum in the NBA, and I don't think you see it in in in. Major League Baseball. I don't think you see it in football, and I don't think you see yeah, it. I think it's yeah. how how much uh, it's how cognizant of these of these five players are of the fans. Yeah. Whereas the NHL, you got a whole yeah. wall, yeah. and you so, are worried about getting knocked out, and you're not worried about yeah. these guys externally. Yep. Whereas in the NBA, uh, Spike chant, Lee, Spike yeah. Lee over here, Jack exactly. Yeah, and, like, and listen, as they're uh, visible. Two, two points. So, as someone who listen, I've never played a play of organized basketball in my life but i've seen i've seen it in college i saw a good bit in high school I saw a good bit of basketball in the stands as someone who is a over-the-top heckler at basketball games it helps. you can tell listen i have said some ridiculous heckles at a lot of sports 
nothing nobody will cares beat the time i was i was a freshman at austin p and we were playing uh murray state who's like the big rival we oh, call yeah. uh and i've done a couple ovc tournaments and, i know when those two get and together. the guy this was a regular and the guy was taking a free throw and i said what in my it is my go-to heckle when I really want to get to someone's in, and he, it, the, the crowd is silent, and I call him a prom night dumpster baby. With the fact that he, both he, both he and the ref stop and look at me, I was like, "Oh, I just won! I won!" <laughs> right. And he, that air, is basketball. he airballed both free throws, and I was like, "Yeah." And That's... so that it really goes show that, like, but also another aspect of why I think that there's not a lot of carryover is when. They're already such high scoring games. For example, in the NBA, if you if you beat a team by 50, 60 points, that sucks. But you're going to come back in the NHL. If you beat a team by nine goals, that 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 is demoralizing. Yeah. Like we saw, like I the moment uh, Tampa yeah, won the, by the moment but, Tampa won by eight to zero. I was like, Islanders are done. You don't. You, you, yeah, but if you I think that was more. I think that was more seeing what Tampa but could we've do also than it was that, that the year. Islanders didn't step up to the Vegas plate. pasted like, Montreal. They won. Colorado posted Vegas. They yeah, won. I disagree. I disagree. Oh. Getting beat by fifty in basketball is the absolute most demoralizing. I'll be very that clear. I don't watch basketball, so I'm sh- taking a shot in the dark with that. <laughs> well, that, I, that, I is a, to, that is a that is a that is not a scientific no. I went to I went to MTSU during the Kermit Davis days. And I don't know if you guys were, you know, aware. Oh, yeah. we played Ole Miss. Remember Marshall Henderson? Oh, yeah. Michigan State. I got inside that guy's head, and it's exactly <laughs> as you said. Like, you can get inside a basketball yeah. player's head, it is and it funny changes the game. Because, well, we've seen that, and, and, and it's a riot because I, I went to Catholic U in Washington, D.C. Uh, as, as someone that was from D.C. over here would, would, would know. I lived in Northeast for quite a while. Um, but I... I we, at the time I was there, we're, we were ECAC Division One, and we had this thing they would call counting them out. And I mean, literally, a guy would get to the free throw line, and there is a hundred drunk, you know, um, frat boys. You know, every time the ball, I don't hit, know about it though. You no, count, I don't you count the dribbles. You count, you the, count dribbles. the dribbles. Yeah. And it would be one, two, three, it, it, and then because it it's not. It's not that it gets in the head. It just like it, I don't know if it's just like their inner OCD. It just it, it messes with them. Oh in yeah. A weird well, way. the funny thing about it is, is they'd skip numbers, and you could yeah. see it mess with them. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a couple of the most insane crowd get on somebody. I was in Veterans Stadium when the uh, when the the filled up uh, when the Phillies fans against the Dodgers in the playoffs. Chased Burt Blylevin uh, uh, unmercifully. I mean, 70,000 fans just on this pitcher, yeah. and you visibly saw him shake apart. We saw it. We My were favorite the thing was yep. here in Nashville, actually, against those same Montreal, Montreal. Canadians. Yep. Goalie by the name of Jeff Hackett had rabbit ears for when Always the Na- did. When yeah. Nashville, the, for some reason, the Nashville goalie chance got to him. Yeah. If we, he either had a shutout or was letting in a touchdown every night. It's what it's one of the few reasons why there is very few home home ice advantages in hockey, but Nashville has one of them because I, of the. I not disagree that they with have, that. Not, I think there are good home ice advantages in I, in, in hockey. Yeah. Okay, I, I think they have. That. I think they there are some that are more effective than others, but when you hear. 17,000 people sing-songing, hack it, hack it. And then you watch him kind of just kind of bounce in between, and you see he's hearing it. And I'll I'll never forget because I think after four goals, he got chased, 
and I mean the crowd did not let up. No. They kept chanting his name going. for five minutes after he was back in the locker room. So I mean, we it's tre- really fun. Now, also, tre- home ice advantage has another thing to do with it, where just the actual place, like Joe Louis Arena, had great home ice advantage because the boards were so weird in that right. arena. Right. Yeah. Well, sure, sure. I'm talking about a fan base sure. affecting yeah. a game, mm-hmm. whereas we treat uh, hockey I like think college has football a great here. Atmosphere for the fans. Well, it, design, design. Of yeah. The, you know, you've got the design of the um uh, of the place itself it's an extremely low roof there's only 14,000 that can get in there anyway and i mean it's such a low roof that that place is an absolute echo chamber yeah mm-hmm. yeah there's definitely adva- what and, i'm talking about is fan bases sure. making a difference and yeah. we treat col- we treat hockey like we treat college, college football, football yep, here yep, yep. you know we uh, it goes hockey, back yeah. to we like an event in nashville and so like when montreal fans come and they're like i can't believe yeah. you guys chant like this like the unfortunate about part is it, that is this a double-edged isn't sword because everyone sees it in the same viewpoint as college uh football you lose two games in a row and it's the skies falling up. yeah that's the for bi- sure that is for the sure. that that is what i call the sec disease of nashville predators fan is all that right. first of all so the sec it. is not a disease buddy it <laughs> is when you <laughs> you are so dead bang on it. It is. It, it is, is that. And I, I I don't call it SEC disease. I do call it. I made it, that up on the spot. No, I, nobody, I call it that. that was so <laughs> good. I, but I do call it the football mentality. Yes. Because let's face it, in, col- in college football, a one loss and you're out of the national championship yeah. hunt most of the time. You know, but unless I mean, you're Alabama, unless you're Alabama. <laughs> um, but I mean, when you when you look at the, the National Hockey League, nobody goes 82 and 0. Exactly. Nobody goes yet <laughs> 70 and 12. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I mean, you know, a, a loss doesn't kill you. Two losses doesn't kill you. And that's been one 20 thing. losses doesn't kill you. Yeah, well, especially was, if 10 it, of them are in overtime. Pred, yeah. The Preds example this year was yeah. so perfect to explain exactly what you said where first half of the season, the sky was falling. We are we got to trade, we got to trade. It was and for absolutely good reason. But we got to trade everybody. We got to do everything. This is the worst team I've ever seen. And then all of a sudden, the same person that would have told you this is the worst hockey team I've ever seen was the same guy that was mad that we lost to one of the best teams in the league this year in the playoffs, you know, and played him a good series, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So uh, moving on, and we are moving on in about an hour. We're about halfway through this. So uh, uh, Suns versus Clippers, uh, 2-1 for the Suns. They play tonight. In 15 seconds, what are you guys' thoughts on this series? If you Devin imagine- Booker is amazing. What he said. Yeah. I mean, that if, if we only get 15 seconds, I Devin agree. Booker. I haven't seen it, so. Ha- haven't watched a game. Don't care. Devin yeah, Booker, DeAndre, <laughs> yeah. DeAndre Aiden are the future of this league in the NBA, in my opinion. Yeah. Really need to embrace them. Or if you got to stick with LeBron James and – you have to expand your league and embrace all teams and all future stars. And I feel like yep. that's the problem of the NBA is Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton are stars of this league that you give no credit to and make it a boring series when they've been one of the best. Te- they went from second worst in the league last year to yep. bottom four of the or top four of the of the league. And the NBA really has to embrace that. Yeah. And so that's that's mm-hmm. what I would want to say. I don't care either way. I want the Hawks to win it all. Yeah. That's my choice. So all right. So let's move in. You know, today, you normally we have a main topic of the day. And today, you know, listen, you guys are, you guys our, main are topic. our main topic. So let's we got. A I'm couple, sorry. We that's gotta, not weird. That's well, you're not really weird. scraping the bottom of the barrel. Aren't you? <laughs> that's not weird. OK, we're not going to touch you weirdly or anything. <laughs> and we're Catholic. Uh, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> 
You lied to me, Zach. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> uh, so, right out the bat, uh, when did you guys first experience your love of the sport of hockey? Go ahead, son. Well, I mean, mine is thanks to this guy right here. Thanks, I Paul. mean, being, you know, having the Preds come into the league. And it's funny because I remember watching some Flyers games before the Predators came into the league and being like, yeah, this is pretty cool. And then as soon as we went to our first Preds game, I decided, you know, Preds and Flyers, that was my thing. I had a Philadelphia Flyers-themed room when I was a kid. My brother had a Predators-themed room. I mean, it That's was awesome. just, you know, hockey was it. And then, honestly, like, I really enjoyed it. But I was, you know, really involved in theater and, like, soccer and some other stuff. But it wasn't until I moved away to Chicago that I got heavily into hockey because it was a good way to connect with my dad, who was here in Nashville. And so that was the point where I started to get into more of the analyst perspective of things, learning the game at a more analytical level and really thinking critically about hockey. And so, I mean, yeah, I think that was probably it. Um, for me, actually, um, it, it was the it was the Flyers in the in the early 70s. Um, Philadelphia at that point was crying for a winner. Um, you know, the Phillies were terrible. The first year I can remember the Phillies blew a six and a half game lead with 12 to play is the first memory of baseball that i have uh the eagles it, it, oh my god were they bad um you know didn't you the, guys try out like bartenders and stuff at one point um, <laughs> yeah actually i will tell you if you've ever seen the movie in uh invincible the uh the you know vince papology yeah, yeah. ever seen the first five minutes of that movie is absolutely spot on yeah. that is what the 700 level was like in philadelphia they just i mean it's like you're getting beat thirty-five to thirty-five to three. It's snowing out. It's the last game of the season. You're three and eleven, and somebody tries to lead two minutes early, and they're like, "Sit down." There's a game going on. Yeah, I mean, you know, no one left. Which uh, the Stepford fans kind of hurt it. Right? So it was very much so. <laughs> so I mean, I, I was a Flyers fan, but my um, the thing that really sealed it for me was the Cup in '74. I mean, it was just a. Uh, you know, it was amazing to actually, oh, my God, my one of my sports teams actually won a championship. Holy yeah. cow. You know, and then did it again in 75. So, I mean, it, it literally was that. And I think the thing that really, really sealed it was 80 with the uh, Miracle on Ice um, yeah. as a freshman in college. Oh, and yeah. um, I remember uh, all all throughout the colleges, people were hanging American flags on hockey sticks outside of dorm rooms. And they were, just, you know, so I mean, those, those are the three things that's that really super cool. That's, that's really, like yeah. a really super cool, it. like historical. Awesome. I'm old. Okay. <laughs> I, hey, no, no, I'm not saying that as a, as a downgrade. I'm saying that as I'm jealous. Yeah. I would have loved to have been a part of something like that. That well, sounds uh, amazing. Did, uh, obviously couldn't watch the game live. It wasn't mm -hmm. shown live in the United States, but boy, I watched every second of it when the, uh, you know, and again, without the internet, Internet without immediate nobody knew who won yeah see how that is such a weird that, is, isn't that a weird concept the internet yeah. the internet has really had made you choose to be a f sports you fan have to, because you, have to be a you live sports because you a live sports fan is so important now because it's just not of because everybody knows that you're never going to get away from it you can't get away from who yeah. won the game yep. or whatever imagine being in vegas for that game just waiting for that result to come in because you know they just probably get gambling on it yeah. and yeah and it's absolutely. the 80s so a lot of cocaine um, <laughs> I, I stayed up it was no problem so okay so if not hockey what sport what sport would you guys be super involved in intrigued uh, with I'm, with me it would uh you know i, I always love football always have um but i will tell you one other sport that i absolutely love it's not really big around here but it was huge in the northeast still is 
and, and that's the sport of lacrosse. I wish I, that it was bigger yeah, here. I, professional yeah. lacrosse. Espe- I mean, outdoor lacrosse I really like, but um, there is a small indoor league that is literally yeah. hockey on foot yeah. with guys with bad attitudes and sticks in their hands that will beat you with them. Yeah. I mean, it's I, I love it. I, I yeah, lacrosse as, just I love that game. As a native Marylander, lacrosse oh, was go. a yeah. weird like it was almost like Canadian sea hockey. Like even it's if you huge. don't want to play it, you're gonna play it. Like growing up, you're gonna play lacrosse. Right. And I played it. I was a goalie. I played other positions. And eventually, I just grew out of it. But I like out of all of all the sports I've played, that was the one sport where it's like, yeah, like that's like I, you're supposed to play that as a Marylander. I'm like, just surprised it's not bigger because yeah, it is. It's it a is fun com- sport to watch. It's a combination mm-hmm. of every oh, college uh, lacrosse is awesome. As to watch. every championships for this weekend, actually, so. <laughs> as every sports fans, com- it's a combination of every sports fans' favorite aspect sure. of sports. And Speed, I can't believe scoring, it's bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hits. You know, yeah. and uh, as someone who played a goalie, it's amazing that you can just like leave at any point in the game. You can decide I'm going to go blindside that guy and they can't touch you. <laughs> like I remember blindsiding the guy and on the way back, like someone hit me like someone in the back and they like he got they, they, they stopped the game. Now, this was Little League. So they were like, oh, you're not allowed to touch the goalie. And it's like, bro, I just ran like 30 yards. Blindside <laughs> this guy. Like, <laughs> I, I really I, it sucks for you, Bobby, because you have question three. But this question has already been answered. But you yeah. get to ask it. If you had to pick a team other than the Preds uh, or the Flyers, threw in the caveat. Who, 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 who are you there. choosing? Yikes! Everybody in Philadelphia yeah. is listening. I'm not making. Way, yeah, guys. we, we no, asked the hard I, hitters I here. I, you know, at, at this point, I look at it. You might as well uh, just you not know, be a hockey fan. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, honestly, for me, and I'm going to steal a uh, answer from a friend of the show of uh, Slapshot Radio, Jeff Merrick. Oh, Lord who says, I don't root for teams, I root for people. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's where I am at with it, where yeah. I root for the players in the league that I so, like. People like Shea uh, Weber. Like, yeah. if Pecorine were to ever be traded, oh, don't say I would, I, I, or, you uh. know, sign somewhere else, whatever, <laughs> then obviously that becomes my second favorite team just okay. by default. You know, I root Fair. for people, not for, you know, necessarily for teams. But yeah. now there are people on teams right now, so you got to pick. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, I would probably, I think that the way... As much as I hate to do this for a division rival, the way Colorado was built yeah. is breathtaking. I think they're just... You don't it. hate the guys on their team. They're... I mean, I do, but it's one of those, like, I hate them, but I respect the hell out of them. Sure. I think if I'm not... It, it, if I'm not... Obviously, there's a clear Shea Weber, but if there's a guy who's not Preds-related in any way, Joe Thornton. I I hate Joe Thornton so much. <laughs> I, I'm one of Perfect. the only people in the world who thinks that Joe Thornton, like, I don't get the fascination. Because I'm like, yeah. he spears people all the time. He's a dirty player, and I just don't get yeah, it. It's funny. It's all He's hysterical. And if, I, sure. and if I had to go He's got a really him, nice if, beard. If, if I had to go outside of Joe Thornton, just from a... This is more of a personal, because he he is... You know, outside of PK Subban, he's one of my favorite players. Brian Boyle. The man, yep, I would love... He Talk about a, a player who everyone loves. He is a great... He's a great player. Made an impact in a short yeah. time here in Nashville. Yeah, I, I've got a Brian Boyle 11 uh, sweater at yeah. home. I, I loved him once he got here. I'm going to say, uh, you know what? I'm going to say the Arizona Coyotes. Okay. Yeah. I always love going after the underdog. And you yeah. know what? It, there is no greater underdog in the National Hockey League than the Arizona Coyotes. Ter- Wouldn't it be awesome? Terrible ownership. <laughs> terrible front office. City. Terrible. Uh, <laughs> ter- you know, terrible location yeah. for yeah. their... The city's- I mean, 
all things considered, the city's great considering oh, yeah. where they are. I mean, but, you know, the biggest mistake they ever made was moving to Glendale, for God's sake. Yeah. Yeah. That would be like putting Bridgestone Arena, I mean, with 70% of the creditors. You know, like <laughs> yeah. putting in Clarksville exactly. and making everyone from Williamson County drive yeah. all the How way How far up. is Glendale yeah. from Phoenix? Uh, about 45 minutes. <sighs> I just learned that right now, and well, that is too insane. far. Well, it's why the Pistons fell off be... in Detroit because they moved out to the Palace, at, at which you know Hills, is yep. super out, you know, far away that it's, way. This isn't your, your team's though. not the Patriots, okay? It's why like, the you Bears don't just get to be outside of town. It's why the Bears cool. moving to Arlington Heights would be a terrible idea right yeah. now. While they're in Soldier Field, which is right in the heart of the city, is that yeah. is that a thing on the there, board? No, the Bears are actually have controlling interest in looking at buying a stadium at Arlington Heights. So talk about an absolute horrible decision a team could make you know what i i don't think it's that bad for the i don't think it's the that bears bad for the are pretty bears. i don't the bears are pretty story there are, wor- there are worse state listen Ten- the bills still play in ralph uh, yeah. walden stadium or whatever they're, they're yeah yeah, yeah at ralph something stadium somewhere in syracuse i mean <laughs> you know it's different for that old it's school team that games yeah. you're only doing it 10 times it's on a sunday the traffic's not bad you're not having to leave work no biggie. That's a good point. There, there are point. very there are there are teams that I don't think moving outside the city matters. No. Chicago Bears. Most you NFL think that teams. Chicago in most NFL care. Teams right. It's no problem. I'm sorry. New York doesn't have a foot. The New York City does not have a football team no. that plays in New York City. They literally. There's one that literally plays in another state. <laughs> both, <laughs> both, both of them play in a different state. Yeah. The Jets and the Giants. They play, play in, in other states. So I agree that to be that, fair, Washington. DC technically does not have a football team either. Landover, Maryland has a football team. (laughs) And so and so I disagree that, you know, Chicago moving would mean anything. But a team like Arizona moving out of the heart of where you have people horrible business is uh, is a terrible call. But they're still kicking a lot more than Atlanta is. Oh, no question. (laughs) But I mean I look at and it's funny because even in you know in Landover, I mean, you know, the best decision the Capitals and and the Wizards ever made was going back to downtown. Yeah, I mean it was the I best agree. decision they ever made. It revitalized Chinatown in uh in, in DC. That area uh, around uh, around Capital One Arena. That area used to be where you would go to get mugged or get a happy ending. I mean, and usually both <laughs> hey, at the same time. Hey, but, I still do that. Okay, but, <laughs> but I mean, you know, by by putting that that arena in downtown. It completely revitalized that area of DC. Yeah, you've changed. You've changed the outlook of the absolutely. Area. And then, then all of a sudden, you take the metro to the game. You go. I mean, you know, all of yeah. that comes into play, like Nashville did. Putting, yeah, putting agreed. Bridgestone right Arena, Fifth in and Broadway, the heart of gave downtown. me something to yell in front of, and it really helped out from a standpoint of revitalizing downtown because they had been trying to do that from the first 10 years that I lived in Nashville and they weren't having any success with it. How did how did the trajectory of Nashville change if you put that in a place like Clarksville? Completely different. The team and would be the gone. Team, the team I, would I not be the team here anymore. This team, would, this team would have left. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. Okay. Num- uh, next question. Favorite athlete of all time. You can explain why or you can just give us an athlete if you want. Oh, yeah. I, we wrote these questions, and I'm even like, "Ooh, that's a hard one." Well, I, I wrote <laughs> them for them. I don't yeah. have an answer. I know. Oh, <laughs> Preds related, I'd say Pecorine. Yeah. Uh, just from a human perspective, and, I want to get that one in there quick before anyone yeah. takes it. Like, <laughs> but from that. a non-Predators related, Allen Iverson. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. he yeah. changed the sport. I will sure. say, you know, and I'm I'm actually going to go to basketball as well, um, but I'm going to go to a different era. 
of the uh, of the Sixers, and that would be Julia Serving. Doctor oh, Dr. J. Dr. J. Watching the doctor, I, I I went to so many Sixers games watching the doctor operate <laughs> at the at the Spectrum. I mean, it was he was just on another planet. Uh, now, now, close second would be the battles at the Omni between Michael Jordan and, and Dominique Williams Wilk. when I lived in Atlanta. It, Absolutely. They were unbelievable battles. But, yeah, I, the doctor I, has always been I feel like number you, one. I feel like your two choices both changed basketball in different ways. Yep. Dr. J changed the way basketball was played, and Allen Iverson changed the way basketball was perceived. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I feel like those are uh, extremely good answers. You normally get the gen- generic Wayne yeah. Gretzky, the Michael Jordan yeah. answers. I'm Enough gonna, people like those guys. Yeah, yeah I know, right? <laughs> Just a little bit. I'm They're great. Go, you know? I'm going to yeah. go a little, a little outside the uh, of the spectrum as well. I don't know that I can necessarily classify it as my absolute favorite, but just off the top of my mind, we're talking about basketball. Vince Carter, he absolutely mm-hmm. changed the way that I viewed the game of basketball. His high flying mm-hmm. dunks. I mean, he played. He played in four different decades of basketball, and was a Hawks guy. It was the, literally the reason I picked number fifteen. I when he hung when he hung on that dunk contest, <laughs> his elbow and slid up to his arm. That was one of the most amazing yeah. s- moments in sport. That was not even a part of a real game. Mm. Was one of the most amazing moments in true. sports to me. It's true that showed like athletes can do anything that they want to these yeah. guys are so amazing it, it it's a seal it sealed my love of sports so for me this it's hard to pick a favorite athlete because i've always been so, it's team so oriented. Tough. but there is one guy and he, here is a guy it is a guy not both of mine that they're tied i've met one he literally taught me a little bit because i used to go to his football camp growing up in, in maryland dale green Dale Green was probably oh, wow. at the time okay. the fastest player. Oh, yeah, he, he was the fastest he, player. He, in the NHL, and I think NFL. even now today, Tariq Hill isn't as fast as Dale Green was. Mm-hmm. Dale Green was a he changed the way defense played. Offenses, every offense in the league had to change the way they played because Dale Green could go from one sideline to the other by the time uh, 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 a, a ball would leave a quarterback's hands and he could be at the other side of the field and intercept it. Right. So they had to completely change the go yeah. from the, the the arcing rainbow to they had to start getting the gunslingers in there. Um, but yeah, not just that, but going to his football camps, a lot of times you'll see a uh, a name on a football camp or a hockey camp and like that guy's not going to be there. They'll have some other people there. He was there. He was helping teach. He was helping teach d- defensive line, offensive line, everything. And then another guy who I met at a bar in Atlanta, one of the funnest people I've ever met, one of the greatest people I've met, Shannon Sharp. Is an amazing okay. dude to drink with. <laughs> and I remember I was in Atlanta. Uh, it was my birthday. My dad took me for a Red Sox game versus the Braves. We go to Houston's and we see we first we hear because it's Shannon Shop. You're going to hear him before he and is anywhere. But you're very quickly going to see him because the man is a giant of a man in a bright purple double breasted suit <laughs> with One about a few that could pull it off. Yeah, uh. with, it, with about nine women with him at the bar eating a bunch of spinach, an artichoke dip. Uh, just you know, just being Shannon Sharp at a bar, and so we go up and meet him, and he is a great guy, and he, uh, you know, he's so friendly, and he is exactly who he is on TV. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, and Shannon Sharp's a great guy. So I would say Dale Green, Shannon Sharp, two favorite athletes of all time. Okay. Um. So what is y'all's outlook on the Preds' future, short term, and about in three, looking out three year, uh, from now? 
Well, in my mind, I think for this Predators team to kind of get out of the mushy middle, they need to continue this youth movement that's been going on. The biggest thing for the Nashville Predators right now is acquiring or developing a game-breaking forward. It's something this franchise has never had in its history. If they can do that, you feel good because you like the defensive structure. You like the goaltending prospects as well. Before we go on from that real quick, do you think Philip Forsberg is that game-breaking forward? Do you Ah. think he can be? Do you think he will be? Is more the answer because yes, he can be. He can be. He's too too streaky. streaky. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. I I think that I think that, and we talked about this earlier. Uh, The biggest problem that I see with Forsberg is he tries to be that guy too much instead of just being who he is and just playing. I feel like he tries to be the game breaker too much. Yeah, Mm. and I think that happens when you're on a team and the all the pressures on your shoulders. Um, that that's what comes about. And listen, I, I will never talk bad about a player going for those lacrosse style goals or going between legs no. because you know what? They're professional athletes. They know what they can and can't do. But there is something there that and I think that's what causes his streakiness is he gets in his own head. I'm not saying it's the yips by any means, but man, there he's had he he when we talk about streakiest players in the last five years, Philip Forsberg's up there. Yeah. And I mean my outlook on this team is is really similar uh, to Zach's. I think that the youth movement uh, – look, if you asked me this question in February, it would have been a lot different than the answer right now. <laughs> okay? But seeing what this youth movement could do, seeing what these guys can do, the carriers of the world, um, you know, I – I still believe that Ellie Tolvanen has the capability. I don't know if he's going to be able to transi- translate it to the, N- to the NHL product. Um, I have high hopes for Philip Tomasino. Yeah. I have high hopes for him. Uh, you know, he, he went into Chicago and honestly tore apart the AHL last year. Yeah. Uh, you know, shortened season, obviously. But so I think there is some youth. Um, but I also think that there are some. Um, some contract issues that need to be addressed. Yes, and well, coming into this, uh, coming to this, into this expansion draft, I think you're going to get a real strong idea of what the future of this team is going to look like by who they protect and who they do not protect. Do you think Ryan Ellis gets protected? I think he does. Yeah, okay. I do you think he should be protected. I don't have an answer the for that. Pause, That's why I'm the, asking. Yeah. The, the, the pause, pause says everything. Should, yeah. Should, yeah um, the fact that it's not an immediate yes is. I wonder. Yeah. I, I just. I'm. I'm. Concerned. There are two options. Ryan Ellis should be protected or traded. Yes. I you agree. can't lose him. I agree with that. You I can't. Agree. Yeah. You I can't have two not Ryan protect him. I agree with that. Yeah. You can't not protect him and then hope that he gets to stay. You have to either get something for him or yep. not. Agreed. I, I I would love to have that that guy. Continue yeah. to be on the Preds, but mm-hmm. but I don't want yeah. nothing for it. I don't yeah. want him to just go. And yeah. one thing we've always talked about on the show is, you know, speaking of Ellie Tolvanen, is that it's amazing. You know, we said two years ago, what Ellie Tolvanen needs is time to play on a full-size NHL rink. Yep. And he guess what? He finally got that time, and we saw glimpses of what could be the future of this team. We saw the flashes. But unfortunately, right. whether it was ownership, whether it was man- manager, whether it was uh, coach, Hey, they kept sending him back, and he was playing on those rinks that are too big, and he couldn't adjust to the NHL level. You know, our co-host. I like Brent- Ellie Tolvanen. I think Ellie Tolvanen is a is one of the future pieces of this team. Mm-hmm. Our co-host Agreed. Brent Peterson on Slapshot Radio basically kind of gives a cautionary tale 
about Ellie Tolvin and what the way that Alexander Radilov was developed. And basically talks about how Radilov made it so that we didn't have an option but to bring him up. Yeah. And Ellie Tolvanen is starting to do that same thing inside of the AHL. And this team either needs to give him the tools and the and the ability to succeed, or they need to get out of his way. Yeah, and I have pieces out. Of they got, well, they got to put him in the top Agreed. six. Agreed. He's yeah. got to be in the top six. You yeah. the the move by John Hines on game one against the Carolina Hurricanes to leave him out of the lineup Ugh. was the one of the worst yeah. decisions. It was brutal. I understood it, but it the, was brutal. I mean, I understood it, but at the same time, I didn't understand it. It was it was really rough that. Everything that you've done that completely changed the course of the beginning of the season, Ellie Tolvin was a big part of that comeback. Yeah, Ellie Tolvin wasn't Ellie Tolvin after he came back from the injury. Bingo. Yep. And and so I'm not I, I, I'm not all that upset about that move because I ju I just I we didn't hear it. In the, you know, this was a weird postseason. So uh, along with this weird schedule, sure. Um, you know, we didn't really get the you know the the the, the getaway um, interviews that we would normally yeah. get, and that you know, in the locker rooms and getting a little bit more casual and getting the ideas of exactly what was going on. I don't think Tolvanen was a hundred percent. I still don't think he was a hundred percent because he was a different player after he came back from the injury. Same Agreed. with Dante Fabro. Agreed. Same yeah. Agreed. Uh, although, I, I, although I don't know, but second you guys, half of the season, I felt. Fabro really impressed me. Yeah, I thought he was great season. the entire yeah, yeah. year, honestly. Yeah. I and again, that's one you protect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, you have to, in so my opinion. On the same lines, straight up, was this season a success for the Predators, considering their first half? Absolutely, agreed. Yeah. Okay, it depends on the metric, honestly. If you look at what we were told at the beginning of the year, saying, "Oh, yeah, we're a contender," then no. But if you look at what they actually are, how many then people absolutely. actually believe that we were contender? That when we were told I, that, I agree. I didn't believe that. Oh. I didn't either. You I know? think any. I, I well, I think we are. You know I think I we did. on this table as analysts are different than the fans because we look at being told, "Oh, we're a contender," and we say, "You know what? Of course, there but, are third. There are thirty-one contenders in this league." But, yeah. think, but at the same but time, think are we really? Now, hold on a second. Now, think about going into this season. This team added the right veteran pieces. They added the right amount of grit, the right amount of sandpaper. I think losing Borovietsky kind of hurt a little yeah, bit. I did too. Um, I mean, when you look, I think I expected more out of Brad Richardson. Um, injuries derailed him. Injuries Absolutely derailed agreed. him as well. So, I mean, I'll be honest. The team, as it was constructed going into this season, I absolutely felt was a contender. Now. Injuries hit almost immediately. Yeah. Okay. And that's going to happen. Especially and, and, in this year. And, yeah. And especially when you look at what happened because of those injuries, seeing Alexander Carrier move up, seeing the, the different players come up from Milwaukee and make a contribution. That's why I look at this as a success. Absolutely. I think this team, yeah. this team found its identity. That's again. the biggest thing. Yes. Yes. It, it, they're playing. They are playing Predators hockey yeah. again. Now we know what we have to do, and I, I think we're all in agreement. This was a success of a season, uh, even compared to no. our preseason thoughts, yeah. and, and especially, especially considered uh, it, the the non-existent All Star Weekend, and I, that where a that, lot of people take their kind of like uh, right. viewpoints. I feel like I feel like we found a. I, fa I feel like we found a great piece in UC Soros where I had I was questioning I think we, got we got proof I, I was questioning I was questioning that guy y'all I'm not sold I'm gonna I, be honest so I will be honest with you 
I I originally was not sold on UC Soros, and I'm me. We were I'm, none of us. I will. Were I will hundred percent. I'm still not a hundred. I need to sold. see a good beginning season from yeah, him, and then I'm good. But you it's know gotta what? Be a full season I'm a for lot, sure. I'm a lot more where I was at the beginning of the season. I'm a lot more comfortable with UC. Maybe take because here's let, let let's be honest. Honest. Pekka is gonna. He does. I don't think he has another full season in him. At no. the beginning of the season, I thought that it absolutely was Soros's to lose. Um, and, and you know we've had. On, we've had Chris Mason on Slapshot Radio quite a few times, and we've talked about the mentality of the goaltender between the offseason when he learns he's the number one. Soros knew she, he was the number one going into this season, and mentally that messes with it the does, player. For and, sure. and, and, and Mace is real, real honest about it on here, saying that, that he didn't handle his first offseason as a number one very well. And, I mean... Next I think he's going to tell the tale. I, I agree, and I also I'm not giving up on Connor Ingram. Nope. No. I think I think he's yeah. got and and Askarov's in the wings is, is, is waiting in the wings as well. We, we've so. actually talked about that after a game before when I came up and I, I think yeah, I met you for yeah, the first time. We talked yeah. about that, and yeah, I think that a lot of people and a lot of fans they because they don't know the name they always think that it's either the the option is only Juice or Pekka. There's right. other options out. There are other options out there. This team and is deeper in goal. This team is deeper in goal prospects than it's ever been. Yeah. Goaltending is this team's deepest strength yeah. right now. And that, and that is crazy to hear from uh, you know from the outside perspective that don't look at the 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 depth that we have. That's a good problem to have. Oh, it's an outstanding problem. You to know, have. It's, yeah. it's the one. It's the one aspect. I think Zach said it earlier. It's the one aspect in this league that the Flyers that had a great team in mm-hmm. Hackstall. Goaltending, yep. it matters. It does. It's the most important position in the league. And you look at, you know, uh, you look at where they're at right now. If Carter Hart is going into his third season now, as the you know, and and the second one as the number one, if he can come through with this and and really have a good have the start he had last year and get consistent, the yeah. Flyers are a contender. Yeah, they no are. Question. They've got they've yeah. got everything. Yeah. They're just falling apart. Yeah, there. I, and obviously, I, I would I would love to eventually, you know, obviously, uh, you guys can hook us up. We'd love to talk mm-hmm. to uh, Chris Mason about the mindset. Of the, there is obviously a different mindset between a standout rookie and a number one goaltender. Correct. Looking at like just first case, it's, I think of Jordan Bennington. Jordan Bennington was a standout rookie, not a great number one. And the interesting piece is he he did not go into that season as the number one goaltender, and did not handle the off season as the number one very well, and honestly hasn't lived up to that yet. All right, so moving on. Uh, changing his little Oh, you got it? Yeah. Uh, how did the Thanks Paul IPA come about? Uh, Ryan called me. Perfect. No, uh, literally, uh, Ryan called and said, hey, we're, we, we think it would be, be a cool idea to do a Thanks Paul IPA. And I'm like, sure. You're like, hey, thanks. Why not? Go for it. <laughs> you know? Awesome. So the, the hey. first year they did one, and they kind of did it with just caricatures. And, and they had kind of my, my um, Argyle jacket on a catfish at, in front of a microphone. As the picture, and then they asked to use images, and that happened. So this year was the third year of the uh, Thanks Paul IPA, and sold out again. And uh, you know, it's kind of cool because we had uh, 
the Rene wall on it again, and uh, Ultimate Predator was added to it yeah. this year. Awesome. Next year we want to add uh, we want to add Prexican. We want to add the Prexican. You could also okay. add you know uh, Pucks out. I mean, uh, we always, we're <laughs> we're over here. We're hanging out at uh, yeah. listen, uh, uh, you, you know, Ultimate Predator. I don't know why show. you don't like, have a Pucks add, out. Thank you, a Pucks thank out you, Pilsner. Paul. Yeah, thank Ryan, you, Paul. are you here? And Trey as well. Trey, uh, I don't know. Do you, do you uh, have, why, why you know Pucks out Pilsner? It is. It, it seems oh, like a slide on Nashville. You know what though? Stout. Ooh. Pucks out porter. You go feel it. You know, the oh, pucks out porter. It's got to be a pucks out yeah. porter. There it is. And that's Absolutely. kind of like the middle between a man both of us. A showbiz guy. But, yeah. I, but I have to admit that Marketing, it is yeah. kind of cool to have your own beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. Super it dope, it is amazing. And it's kind of funny because it's like, you know, People that, you know, oh, you do the PA, isn't that sweet? You have your own beer? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's the way more important part. Yeah, of exactly. It. So, um, uh, let's see, where are we? Uh, when, when, when did Thanks Paul come about? Well, the interesting piece is the Thanks PA announcer has been around since day one of the Before show. Before him? Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. It was, it, it was, it was uh, you know, Bill Cody, the original PA announcer for the, uh, for the Predators, and then, uh, and then Jim Knott afterwards um and it actually comes originates out of yost arena at the university of michigan okay. uh, most of the chants that 303 uh came up with the original ones that they came up with really came out of college hockey came out of uh yost arena at the university of michigan because most of section 303 used to be um you know um auto detroit walk, uh, auto workers that moved down here for the saturn play. yeah so i mean that's where it came from but uh we we it, it has certainly gotten louder in the last uh, yeah. of the last ten years, and it, it it's a rush. I, I have to admit, it's a lot uh, of fun. Uh, how often walking? I mean, I don't know how often you walk down a the lot. street of Nashville. How often are you? Is that being yelled at you? It's and, hard to go out as a family. Do you do you love it or do you like it? Oh, it's. Fun. I'm sure you hate. I'm sure you don't hate it. No, I don't hate it. I, I will say my favorite story. My favorite thanks, Paul, and theory story was uh, a day where it was I had just graduated college and was finishing up doing a show. Love this. And uh, my dad and I were at Publix together just grabbing something from the store. And there's someone who's looking at both of us, like in the checkout line. And so dad kind of, you know, starts to put on his thanks Paul face and all that stuff and, you know, kind of shuffles the thing. And then the woman comes up and like, yeah, you know, and comes up to me and says, oh, my gosh, I loved you in the show that you saw. And the look of pride on his face, I will never forget, because he was like, oh, I love this. You got recognized instead of me. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> no, it's, it's a lot of fun. It really is. So really is. Um, we added I actually added this before we uh, started. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people you, you, I, it's very clear you do a lot of prep. You do a lot of work as a PA announcer. What is your game day routine a, a, as the PA announcer? Uh, normally I get the, um, I get the script in the morning, uh, and I'll take a few minutes at my day job and just kind of go through it, do some editing. Um, you know, if I have a good idea to write the, uh, uh, you know, I, this year I've been, you know, I started doing the, uh, the, the three keys to the game and pregame. So I'll, I'll write those. Um, or I may call, uh, I may call Zach for some ideas on that. Um, and then, and, you know, see what I can get away with and what I can't kind of thing. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, then I'll just kind of go through, make sure that I'm familiar with what's going on. Uh, I'll probably fill in the injuries. I'll fill in who the referees are. Just just the things like that to make sure that I'm prepped. And then I'll usually get to the arena about eh, about an hour and a half to two hours before game time. Um, we have a pregame meeting that normally happens right at five. Uh, we just go through the, uh, the run of the show, figure out what's going on as far as that goes. Then, well, in a regular thing, then you kind of go to the media room for, you know, for a meal. Um, and then um, in place by about 620 because the boys come out at 626 and it's off to the races. 
So, and I, I could be completely off base here. I feel like within, it was only like two, three years ago that they didn't have much video as for you. Uh, did they, you, did they, have they always had, uh, I feel, I know for the past year and a half that you got, you know, you were a video on the Jumbotron. Is that a new thing or has that always been made? They've started to do that a little bit, put me on it a little bit more. Uh, just having some fun with yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, is that, is that something you like? Oh, that, I, yeah. It's, it's a blast. I, I have a good time with it. I mean, you know, and, and honestly, we've been really trying to build the, um, you know, build the personalities myself, crazy Kyle, yeah. you know, our, um, our, our new, uh, in arena guy, Wayne D. I, I mean, those kind of things uh, that you start building those personalities a little bit. And we're having a lot of fun with that. There's no question there. All right. All right. Uh, I think we last, got a- last question. Create. You're creating your fantasy hockey team. City, Jersey, stadium can't be all the same. You pick three. Nashville, City, Detroit Red Wing, Jersey, and Nassau Coliseum Stadium. Okay. Paul? Obviously, I'm going to stay in Nashville, Um, but the jersey, I'm going to go old school and I'm going to go the Hartford Whalers. Oh, wow. Love the whale. Wow. Uh, And stadium, I'm actually going to choose uh, another an old school stadium. I'm going to go to uh, the, the Philadelphia Spectrum. Okay. Uh, that was, and it's funny because Bridgestone Arena ri- reminds me a lot of the Spectrum because the fans are right on top of the ice, and that's how the Spectrum was. You were just right on the ice. It was like a Roman Coliseum, yeah. and and that kind of thing just uh, it, it was is an incredible home ice yeah. advantage. Bondo, do you you want to yours? Uh, city. I am gonna go. This is tough. He's not um, sucking up. I like it. Uh, city. Well, because I want I want Bridgestone Stadium. I did the same thing. If we're yeah. being honest, I want Bridgestone Stadium. Honestly, I might be the only Jersey, one. Jersey, I'm going to go Habs. Uh, I'm going to go Montreal. Classic. The, the, the classic. Uh, city. Honestly, I'm going to go. Vegas's location is pretty awesome. Vegas, Vegas's oh, I got, location I got, I got is pretty one. awesome. I think. I'm going, uh, I'm going Quebec. Okay. You know, You're, I feel like is that we your need location? To, yes, I feel like we need to. Well, no, I took uh, something different. Technically, I feel like <laughs> we need to. We need to get some hockey back in Quebec. So okay. I'm going to go Quebec on it. All right. Uh, so for city, Montreal city. These are probably the most widely hated sweaters of all time, but uh, to me, they are the greatest hockey sweater. And I don't know if any of you can guess them. Predators mustard. Well, <laughs> close, but they're about the Fisherman Islander sweater. Oh my uh, god, the Gordon uh, Fisherman! Uh, I love it. I love it. So Montreal City, oh Gordon god. Fisherman sweater yeah, next to the Buffalo Slug playing in Bridgestone Arena. <laughs> my god, the only worst, the that. only worst one is the Buffalo Slug. That <laughs> is the only worst I, jersey. Uh, the the Mooderus in Dallas I, is pretty bad. The Mooderus was bad in Dallas, and I think the other one that was really, really terrible was the Wild Wing jersey in uh, in Anaheim. Uh, I, I, as a Mighty Ducks kid, I'm a sucker oh, for that. I love that God. cartoon. So. Awful, yeah. awful. <laughs> no, awful I, I love it. Um, all right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and then get back right to you. All right, back from break, and we are doing our sandwich draft. Full warning, I have not prepped at all for this. Um, I So we drew from a hat. Mm-hmm. Zach has the 101. Uh, Paul, Me either, guys, <laughs> with all my research. <laughs> Paul's got the 102. I've got the 103. And Brandon's got the 104 and the 201. So, Zach, 
what is your number one pick first off the board in this sandwich draft? You know, to no surprise of anyone who's been listening so far with the number one pick, uh, Zach selects the Philadelphia cheesesteak. Yeah! That was, was a clear literally 101. my 101. <laughs> no, it's a clear 101. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. All right. So, you had to see that one coming there, Dad. I really did see that coming. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew that was coming. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I saw it coming because that was going to be my yeah. 101. And I mean, it's, it's going to be my 101. It's a clear 101. Yep. It is the clear because 101. Because you know why? It bridges the gap between sandwich and a steak. It bridges the gap between a sandwich it's and a burger. Every, every it aspect the, of it goodness. It is truly the greatest food of all time. Go when about the, w- four miles down the road and you can get an actual authentic Philly cheesesteak at a oh, food truck okay. here called It's a Philly Thing. So yeah. It's, it's a, a Philly, Philly Thing. thing. Yeah. That's a that's a shout out. We usually don't plug things that we don't get money from, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I wrote it down because I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Number two. With a second pick of the sandwich track on the Putz mm-hmm. podcast. Um, I select the grilled Reuben. I had a feeling. Oh, okay. Yeah the the Reuben is uh is a good call and also a vote getter. Yeah, you know Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, oof, I am already tilting pretty hard. Yeah, (laughs) like I'm not. It's honestly like made it like super easy for me to get two in a row with like (laughs) two of the top picks right off the board. So you know what. Uh, we, we've had two pretty it's worked great- out so well for Edmonton. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> two pretty great sandwiches, but you know what? Every team needs every team needs that veteran leadership mm-hmm. who can control a locker room. And there is whether you are rich, whether you're poor, this is a this is a pick that can work for any salary cap. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm. Oh, strong, strong choice. Really, a vote PBJ, getting. I like it. I like it. All now, right, you picks. have to make sure, because obviously I will not get this pick uh, because you took the PB&J, but you really should have gone with the grilled PB&J. That would have been Ooh. much Honestly, better I, option. I, as a person, cannot do that because I don't. I hate them so much. Peanut butter and jelly is not meant to be grilled. It's it is not, absolutely meant to I be agree. grilled. In my opinion, it's not. It is absolutely meant to no. be grilled. Uh, You're on the island by yourself there, brother. Yeah, that is, that yeah. is fine. Yeah. That is fine. I'll be completely honest with you. My whole shtick about I morally can't do it, I've never heard of that until now, but I know right you, off the bat that have I can, you cannot tried do it. it. Nope, have you no tried way. it? I have not tried it, but if you I know, haven't tried it. But I know the taste of a peanut butter and jelly, and I know that I can't grill it. Go home. There are things that I can grill and things it. that I can't grill. A peanut go butter and jelly is one of them. Go home and you know try. what? I could see bro. it. I like peanut butter toast. Bro. I like jelly toast. Bro. Okay, bro. Okay. Bro. I see the table quickly bro. was up for me. Now they're quickly turning against me. Bro, uh, this go point. home and try it, dude. I do not care if you like it or not. Grilled PB and J. I will try it. Is amazing. Everything grilled is amazing, and PB and J's are amazing. So grilled or toasted. I'm assuming you, you, you did. no. I mean, you put Slatter it on a skillet and, and skillet, you yeah, grill yeah. it up, dude. Oh, man, well, dude, okay. the melty okay. peanut butter. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not as staunch against as I was. Oh, now that I'm are big, you not? It's so but crazy. But still, peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Your I mean, picks. I, I don't get the grilled PB and J, but mm-hmm. I wanted yeah. to highlight that grilled is the way to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I will try it. Uh, so I get with a double pick. I feel like I need to go with two that I want to make sure do not get stolen from me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going with the meatball sandwich. Ooh, strong choice. I'm going with the meatball sandwich. Uh, it's, question. It's a question. Strong... I'm assuming subs are the same as sandwiches for yeah. the yeah. Uh, draft. Yes. So, okay. I just want to make sure because I know, like, you know, there's a lot of rules when people mm-hmm. will talk about sandwiches. Yeah. And for example, I've never heard of a meatball sandwich, but everyone's heard of a meatball sub. Yep. Meatball sandwich yeah, would be I feel insane. like subs are sandwiches, right? We are in agreement on uh, the yes, I agree. argument. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, if so you want to argue with me, it's fine. No, no. It's, it's not a sandwich, it's a but it's a dog. sub, therefore. And then I'm going to go with probably something that is near and dear to Nashville's heart. And uh, just in case that it would get stolen, I'm going with a hot chicken sandwich, mm. if we're being honest. Ooh, uh, that, is yeah. a, that, that, that is a sleeper. That is uh, a, it was a sleeper pick, but, uh, but I needed to right, have so it. So we got to know, though, where, where from? Princes, no Princes, question. All right. Yep. No all question. Right. There is no. All right, other. We can stay. We won't walk off. Yeah. Like, look. I if like you say Hattie I can't be on a show that someone said Hattie B's. If you I say Hattie okay. B's, look, and so it's not that Hattie, Hattie B's is bad. It's, it's just, just not. Princess. not it's just Princess not is Nashville. Prince is amazing, in my opinion. You know, we're also amazing. Helen's is really Helen's good. is pretty good. It's no Prince's though. No Prince's. We're being honest. But Helen's is very good. So if you get to Prince's and this line is a mile long. Helen's. The, I, I the believe closest, there's one in Murfreesboro. The closest to Prince, uh, Prince's is a place in Franklin called Big Shakes. Okay. Oh, ooh. Closest I, I've to, heard closest of that. So my, mo- my, mo- my mother-in-law has been to Big Shakes, and she said that the even the medium is an insanely spicy thing and is a spice exactly guy. Right. I have for four, for four years, I've been wanting to go there. I just never get a chance no, to it's go. It's really good. It's good. Now that you're the second person, I'm going to make it in a goal to get out there. There it is. All right, your 202. pick. 202. Oh, am I the 202? You are. Oh, damn. I oh, am not prepared. Oh, I'm, oh man. Uh, all right. So, oh, okay. I'm going to go. This is a, uh, he, he's an outlier on the league. Um, he's good at what he does, but it, you know what? He, he's a goal scorer. He's that. He only, he only plays offense. The Cubano. Okay. Not a bad call. Not a bad call. I believe I have the two o three. You do, you I do, you the do. Two o three, and I am calling right now. I'm calling a uh, the tuna sub. Ooh, okay. Hey, you know what? You grow up Catholic. You get used to that on Friday. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, since my I'm finishing off my draft here with these next two picks. Um, with my next one, I'm going with a classic one that you cannot get away from. It has you know, no matter what age you are. The grilled cheese. Oh, that's okay. Very good. Okay. And with my next one, you know, we're going to, you know, change the game a little bit and go with the bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich, the oh, breakfast sandwich. So really? we nice. feel really confident something in our draft. I did draft. not think All about right. it. Uh, I'll, something I'll be completely honest. About. I didn't think of breakfast sandwiches. I think you may have just won the draft. Uh, you I, know? I am semi surprised you didn't steal my pick. I was going to go Italian beef. I'm not sure if that's what you're going. But, no, yeah. I was going Italian, but I was going the traditional Philly hoagie. Ooh. Oh, okay. The Italian Philly oh, cold cut hoagie. Oh yeah. So for the for for listeners who don't know what 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 is in the a cut traditional. The Philly traditional. Hoagie? First off, it starts off with an amoroso roll. Now amorosos is a bakery in Philadelphia that that basically supplies every sandwich shop with their torpedo rolls. Okay. So it comes on that. It has. It usually will have ham. It usually will have bologna. It will have salami. It will have uh, capricola. It'll have you know five or six different meats. Usually provolone cheese, um, lettuce with some um, with with some basil and Italian seasonings in the lettuce. A little bit of tomato, a little bit of onion, wrapped up tight. Probably let it sit for a good hour. Ain't, there's not much better. It sounds like we probably want to go with four rounds, right? We went with three <laughs> rounds. It sounds like four rounds is probably a, a good. O- we want to go three, or we so, want to go. Somebody's four? got obviously hasn't has. More I have than one. so many that you guys have not chosen. I feel confident and in my team. I'm, you know? I'm good yeah. my okay. All right. All right. So, so, so three rounds it is. Bob, three, three you're up. So, okay. So we're not. We're only doing three rounds. This is Ooh. your last pick. Go big. Last pick. Uh, I mean, 
I can't just pick like a jerky sandwich because that's that's no fun. It's, not gonna do it. Not and, gonna do it. And you would lose the yeah. draft. So so I'm. You know what? Sorry, you I, guys are getting killed I, by me. So. I am going to. I'm gonna take an entire state. I'm gonna take the entire state of Louisiana with me. Oh. I am Ooh. taking the Mufalata. Whoa! I thought you were going Po' Boy. I'm taking Po' Boy. Yeah, Po' Boy would have been the right choice because that would have not only covered. I don't know how to spell it. M U F F M U F Lada. One last. I don't know why I'm saying it like I'm Italian. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so I I had the final pick, so I can really bring up the rest that did not get picked. I've got quite a few here that uh, I feel like are re- really strong. You tried to sell expanding the draft, and you said I have so many more that I prepare. I do. No, no, no. That's no, not no, no, how no. you prepare for. That's not how you. I'm going to talk about it now. I'm well. Now that we're not expanding the draft, I get to talk yeah. about all the options that were not chosen. I really wanted Philly. That was the number yeah, one. Clear pick. It was a clear one hundred and one. It was. Uh, it was a Ooh, stolen. There's still one on the board. The chicken Philly is a. One. The chicken Philly is a great option. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for, you know, Philly fans are not going to enjoy Philly that. People, there is yeah. no such thing. I'm yeah, not going to, but we're, but it turns out that most of wanna, our voters not wanna, from Philly. If you want to go for the second Philly sandwich, that's the roast pork. Okay. Yeah, Taylor Ham. You know. I, I'm quick not, question for the group. How how do we define a sandwich? What is the definition of? That's a sandwich? what I'm going to ask because I have one that I may choose that I need to know if it's a sandwich or not, and I need a a, a group vote. Patty melt. Is yeah. that a yeah. sandwich? Yeah. I mean, say sandwich. Yeah, I mean, one of the sure. ones I'll say if we were going for my next one would have been open face turkey sandwich. Yeah. So, I mean, so like, my biggest know, question yeah. is why yeah. isn't a patty melt sandwich? Like it's I was just making sure oh, because it's like the meat on yeah, it. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. I mean, I just wanted to make sure. I didn't want to. I do beforehand. see where you're coming from though. How a patty melt could in some instances could be, a burger, be argued but as a in burger this, only because it's on sandwich bread. It's that's a, the biggest thing. That is the biggest thing. But it was one of those things that if you guys would have been like, no, a patty melt's not a sandwich. I wouldn't have argued with there them. are two aspects there the thickness of the meat that's what she said and the bread not and to you though <laughs> okay but i am walked gonna, into that one all right so i i, I feel that a, i feel that a majority of our fan base happens to be here in tennessee okay and so this is a vote getter probably not the one i would choose if i was just picking three sandwiches for myself to eat but Across the board, vote getter. I'm going with a barbecue sandwich here. That's good. I'm going yeah. with a barbecue sandwich. So I'm here. looking over yeah, this list. The pork. one that wasn't taken, and I kick myself for not taking one of my what, honest, personally, one of my favorite. A Reuben wasn't taken, was it? Yeah, oh, yeah. he's taking yeah, number, number two. two. Oh, yeah. Number two. Ruben, 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 Ruben. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I was looking at the. I saw G, and now, I was like, G, and I, number two. Uh, the I'm others I had on a Reuben. So yeah, I grilled Reuben. Yeah, yeah. The others I had that were not taken. A French dip. Don't a French dip. Absolutely, don't call a Reuben. A Reuben, if it's not grilled, yeah. right? Fair. A Reuben well, is grilled. Fair. Usually, you I gotta grill it. Grilled in front of it. That's you the whole point. Yeah. Reuben is grilled. Period. Yeah. I was also the, considering the Monte Cristo too. Oh, so, yeah. Ooh, that's, that's a, a solid. One. That's not a vote getter though, which mm-hmm. is really the mm-hmm. biggest thing. Uh, some 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 picks that were not taken. The BLT. Yeah, I was thinking about that for my last one. But the French probably, dip was not yeah. taken. Yeah. Uh, the roast beef sandwich is a yep. solid. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I took the barbecue sandwich, but the sloppy Joe. 
No, uh, that was a As long as they're nice and sloppy. I will stand against that. Yeah, yeah, but you will. I will stand against means... that as a sandwich till the day I die. It is <laughs> what slop. do you think it is? It's a sl- it's slop for the pigs. Yeah, <laughs> it's feed. It, it is feed. Well, this for has been nice. Animals. Now I need to leave. <laughs> Bobby, please leave. <laughs> Thank I'm you. done with the show. <laughs> Gone. Pause <Bye>. out. <laughs> All right. Okay. So going over our teams at the 101 for Zach, we've got the cheesesteak at the 102. Uh, we got the God, grilled such rib- a steal, dude. Such yeah. a steal at 101. Mm. At 103, <laughs> we got the peanut butter and jelly. Uh, at 104, we've got the meatball. At 201, we got the hot chicken from Prince's. Yeah. Um, so listen, if you are if you're not a Prince's fan, vote for Bobby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, at 202, I got the Cubano. At 203, we got a tuna tuna sub. At 204, the grilled cheese classic. Uh, at 301, we got the bacon, egg, and cheese. At 302, we got the Philly hoagie. At 303, we got the muffalata. No, no, the Italian hoagie. Mm-hmm. Italian hoagie. I'm sorry. What did I say? It's, you said Philly. I hoagie. don't know. I, I, I wrote Philly. So <laughs> uh, this is the official paper. No, the Italian hoagie. Uh, 303, the muffalata. And 304, I'm sorry. What did you have, have again? The barbecue, the barbecue, barbecue sandwich. sandwich, dude. Barbecue sandwich. Hey, and if, and if we get to customize our sandwich, you obviously got to have coleslaw on it, dude. Oh, no. Now he's talking. Yeah, you no. got to have coleslaw uh, on it. I disagree on that. I, I'm, a, I'm, I, I'm with Bobby I on this one. I coleslaw. Yeah, All same. right, so it's the table divided. Yep, yep. Okay, you got to have the coleslaw on it, in my opinion, dude. All right, we are moving in for our questions from the internet we have got if i can find them we've got three for us today if you got a one-time pass to do whatever you wanted what crime would you commit i would i would personally i'm gonna go ahead and start i would Inside uh, of trading. i would no no i would plan a massive bank heist <laughs> see yeah i agree Maybe because the first off, you have I don't to want to murder anybody. I don't like really care. First off, what if you get in there and like you're not good at bank heist? And you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing in here. But I would be amazing at bank heist if I had like massive uh, opportunities to plan it. In this fantasy scenario, <laughs> this is a fake scenario. Okay. I would obviously be able to hit Fort Knox with this <laughs> uh, with this style of bank. Hey, heist. I saw that James Bond movie. All right, all we need is a knockout gas and <laughs> summer of fun and dude who could throw a hat. Uh, yeah, you need that, and plus you need a pilot by the name of Pussy Galore. Oh, yeah. you know. See, that is going to be the toughest yeah, part, is to get a pilot to change her name to Pussy, Pussy Galore. Galore. Exactly, exactly. For sure. I would pee on the Cowboys logo at the center of their AT&T that stadium. That seems like it's not even illegal. A hundred percent. I have never agreed with anything more in my life. <laughs> We're going to count you that as Terrell not Owens with you, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's one thing, the <laughs> one NFC thing. East will always come together on. Go even to hell Cowboy down. fans, yeah. it's the hatred for the Cowboys. Even Cowboy fans yeah. hate the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, you know, I'm I'm going for the insider trading thing. Yeah. Okay, the insider trading. That's you know, the one thing it's about clean. Yeah, it's clean. The one thing about the purge that I want to understand is like they always talk about the violent crimes, bro. The white collar crimes during the purge sure. is where you need to be. <laughs> sure, it's either insider trading, like you're busting up into somebody's house that knows some stuff. Or it's the bank robbery. I will, you know, and like, one look, th- you got enough money, you can commit murder Listen, whenever you want. This is no big deal. What I'm saying might be controversial, but <laughs> one thing they never address during the purge is I'm a. I'd like to assume that in that universe, like all the disgusting crimes are not allowed. Like sure. pedophilia and stuff. Like you're not allowed sure. to do that. Right? You're not allowed to like download a bunch of child porn. Yeah, like you that's know? insane. Like, that's right? out. That's I would out. hope not. Okay. That's got to be out. It's like uh, you got to be. 
you know, it's got to be crimes against adults for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, for sure. I just want to make sure we're, we're all on the same agreement. page. We're I want to make sure none of you were like, "Well, <laughs> yeah, no. well, now that I'm now that I'm legal." <laughs> yeah, uh, wow. No, no. What's right. up with the next internet? question? <laughs> Brandon, did, you, did you get your crime that you would commit? Yeah, bank robbery. Oh, bank robbery. I would, yeah, bank I, would, I would be planning it all year long, and then bank robbery. Hi, FBI. You might want to check him out. Uh, no, it's legal. No. <laughs> what are the hardest things to do casually? I'm very. I don't really understand the question. Like murder. Yeah, you can't casually <laughs> murder somebody. Oh, okay, so I read it as what are the most what are the hardest casual things to do? Yeah, no, 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 no. Which it's I like, guess say that I'm not no. reading the words. I'm uh, that's my dyslexia. Ba- like like badminton, yeah. dude. Nobody plays. Ca- you can just like oh let's go, go out and have a paint. family yeah. pad- badminton. No, like you play um, badminton, dude. It's you're in. Dude. Gotta, you're playing I gotta, badminton. I gotta say the obvious. Play hockey. Yeah. Ah, right. So here's the thing. I will. <laughs> I can think of some predators. There's the predators who disagree with yeah. you. <laughs> I play. Not including David Leguan. I'm sorry. Of, of the things that I've done, Mario Kart is you know you can't do that right. casually. I will. Mario and, and the way I'm answer. perceiving the question is like there is no a there is no casual game of racquetball. You are, that's you, what are, I'm saying. you are that's bad you are in it you are like if you're there is no oh we're just gonna do like basketball you know i'm gonna go a quick game of basketball shoot a couple threes bad uh racquetball you're in it to win it you are drenched in like sweat wall ball. it is it, you, it is a gladiator sport wall ball always starts yeah. as like a generally casual thing yeah. between three or four guys like remember let's when, throw a ball God, against remember the wall. when schools banned they it they luckily i was in school before they banned wall ball wall ball was, I was like, already i'd already dropped out by then you, you <laughs> i would get to like i would get to middle school and be like okay today's wall ball day we're doing this all right uh all right if you could have an endless supply of anything, what would it be? Uh, I'm assuming we're not going to say <laughs> money. Right. That's no money or no beer, because that's oh. the uh, those are the obvious choices there, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with... I know what I'm saying. I'm going to go with Whataburger. I usually uh, oh. throw this in. I would like an endless supply of Whataburger. Hands down. Mm. No question. We could go food. Food could work. I wasn't going to go food. I can now. I was going to say trees because I was going to be like Radagast and be like, you get a tree. Like, like, hey, global warming, F off, bro. I got another tree for you. Oh, wow. You're going for the earth. Okay. Wow. I'm just going for Whataburger. Okay. Sorry. I wanted to be the good guy. <laughs> Zach? Zach, you got anything? Video games. Okay. Ooh. Oh, that's a solid answer. The problem answer. is, what if you get like a bunch of Mass Effect Andromedas and it's just like, ugh. Which got better after patches. It so sounds like, yeah, but they abandoned but, it. But to be fair, it sounds like he said video games, so it seems like he yeah. gets an endless supply yeah, of, of any video ones. game I he like. wants. I'm going right. to say yeah. time. Time. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, my Whoa. goodness. We didn't ban time as an option? Yeah. That was perfect. Yeah. This dude is going to be. I'm taking it. Yeah, this, dude is go. gonna, this dude is going to be the Preds PA announcer in like. <laughs> Immortal. In like 2,400, dude. Here's 3,100. The Preds are still looking for that first cup. <laughs> Everybody's like, thanks, yeah. Paul. <laughs> thanks for being the announcer. For, as my mother shudders in yeah, the background. We hear heckles from the, the, the Mars team. Yeah. Hey, we got a cup. How about you guys? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, listen, I'm okay. sticking with it, bro. Trace. All right, all right. So Bobby got to ask the three card questions. I get to ask the remaining three questions. What's the worst question you can ask someone you just met? Answer three questions? No. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
Mm. I think I think I have mine, but it's so. What is that sore on your lip? Are you pregnant? Really good yeah. one. Hey, now can I suggest something When's the to baby you guys? Do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, are yeah. you pregnant? Yeah. Uh-huh. Let me ask you. So- let me say something. That whispering questions immediately makes them the absolute worst thing. Like, yeah. Hey, how cute is your mother? <laughs> you know, like just just whispering a regular question makes it a hundred percent worse than it was. Like, uh, uh, sorry, uh, where am I? Question that the weirdest question to ask. Oh, I thought. Oh, I thought I answered. Uh, did I not? Um. Yeah, I think uh, are you pregnant? Is just yeah, oh yeah, you did. Is the go to one? Yeah, yep. I think I think another good one would be hey, want to make out? Yeah, not great. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the whisper though is the what kills great. it, dude. Not it's great. what sells it. We're getting close to wrap up. Do you have oh. an incident in college you wish you could erase? Anybody? Uh, honestly, no. Me either. Well, yeah. We don't want to talk no. about it, man. Yeah. We're on. We're on. We're on recording. No, yeah. not really. No. Okay. No. Well, I, I ripped a ju- uh, So I've ripped two jukeboxes <laughs> off the wall in my life. Yeah. One I wish one. I could take back. One I have no problem with. Only because one I I had to, I had, actually was held responsible for. Yeah. The second. Yeah. The other one, out. the one that you weren't held responsible for, no problem. You yeah, keep that I ripped on the, the jukebox off the wall. And I was like, Bye. okay. Last question. You're a wizard who has been cursed with only being able to curse others with things that mildly inconvenience you. What do you curse others with? Eternally stuck in traffic. Oh! Is that... Can we... Are you the devil? That is an absolute... Can we consider... Is that considered mildly inconveniency? That sounds horrible. That sounds horrendously horrendous. I'm just going to say, you know, and it is kind of like driving in Nashville. Um, I'm going to curse you with never using your turn signal. Oh, that just sounds like you're just, that just a sounds Nashville, like every driver. Nashville driver already. Everybody's already cursed a wizard with it. over oh, here who's already done it. I'm going to curse people with having a perpetual popcorn piece stuck in their teeth. Ooh, that's dude. pretty horrible. I'm going to curse everyone with never being able to use the right your. Oh, okay. That's more of a writing style. That's that's that's, that's really yeah. rough. That's Still like uh, that's, that's rough. That is. That's they bad. will never win an online argument on Facebook ever again. <laughs> <laughs> never. All right, Lock it up. Let's All finish right, we're this. We're moving up. on to what snaps your stick. Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. And Paul and Zach. <laughs> Gosh, Charlie. You know, you know that Crazy Charlie was uh, a producer for Slapshot. Oh, yeah. So the way we do this, guys, is generally we have a sports answer and a non-sports answer. But because we have, you know, so many complaints, really, sometimes you have no complaints. You have just a sports, just a non-sports. What do you guys got? Zach, you got anything in particular Absolutely. that's bothering you? Um, honestly, the whole NC State situation with Vanderbilt, oh. the idea of equating vaccination as politics is not only asinine, but absolutely insane. Yeah. It's not Fantastic. a matter of politicism. It's a matter of just do it if you want to be around people and don't complain when you, oh, I don't know, get COVID during a pandemic. Yeah. Sorry. You oh, made a man. choice. While, while, you're, while, while yeah. you have an opportunity to win a national championship. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel bad he for you one both. iota. And it's like it came both. out of nowhere. They had players <laughs> Test positive. Mm-hmm. He just did both. Yep. Agreed. Go. Yeah. That was sports and non-sports. There one of go. the rareties where you get both in one. Oh. Boom. Knocked right. it out of the park. I, I got mine, and that is the refs, uh, the coaches working the refs. 
it, nothing drives me crazier than to hear a coach sit there and go, well, you know, I mean, they called seven penalties on them and only, you know, they and, and they called 12 on me. It's like if your team is committing oh, penalties. I'm so sorry. Rod Brindamore is calling. Uh, <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll take the call. Rod Brindamore is calling. Uh, but, but again, it's one of those things that just it absolutely grinds my gears. It's like it's, when, uh, when we absolutely know that the refs are always against the Predators. But anyway. Oh, right. <laughs> Well, Tim says it. My thing yeah. is, I agree with that. Suck it up. It's, it's like sports, dude. You know what? Don't and, care. and especially the, the ones that used to really drive me crazy when, uh, you know, whoever was coaching the Anaheim Ducks, you know, still one of the dirtiest teams in the National Hockey League, looking at each other going, what? I mean, his arm's still attached. I may have, you know, <laughs> I may have slashed him at the shoulder, but gosh, there's still two inches of skin holding it on. It yeah. wasn't a knife to you know, stick. I didn't slide. Yeah. He's not cut. No, that just that snaps my stick. No so, so mine are these recent uh, Opryland Hotel, Gaylord Opryland commercials where they advertise. I haven't seen it yet. It's not a. It's it's like more on Pandora than anything else. They're advertising sit down water slides as if there are a bunch of other different types of water slides out there. That you need to be advertising. I'm so confused. Uh, we were too as well when we heard it. It's basically like that's a water slide. Like, look, if you had a stand-up water slide, advertise that. That's called to surfing. Me. That's called right, exactly. Or a face first water slide where they allow you to go face first. I'd be I'd be I'd be down one to hearing that. Or a Kong water slide. You get to slide down the water slide and Kong a beer. Yeah. Like, boom, I'm in on that. I hear what why up, you're telling me about it. Yeah. Yeah. So mine is, and I'm officially old. I just celebrated my 29th birthday, and that is I have these neighbor kids, and they walk their dogs, and they decide they're just gonna cut through my yard. And you know what? I'm okay with it. They're cool. It's fine. It doesn't hurt me. I hate One them, day, though. they just decide to look in the back of my truck. I've got nothing in the back of my truck. <laughs> nothing they can take. But there doesn't it doesn't sit right when I have my and like I didn't see it because I've got I've I've got you know like those security cameras and like my, for some reason whatever it, it's that, right it's not purge season and all of your pictures are gonna get you're gonna well, get called the police. I on have you. I have my in law my in laws come up and they're like hey those kids were just like chilling in the back of your truck I'm like what like in a sit down water slide. <laughs> yeah, no doubt yeah, yeah so yeah and they're unvaccinated yeah. so uh, and they're unvaccinated so, just kids children. In my, so kids in my yard like what are you doing man like get out of my yard bro. they're working the rest oh so. i cannot wait to be super old and yell at children for being in my yard i yeah. you know i don't really even like your kids you're gonna be like being honest Clint i think your kids Serino are terrible out the racism hey <laughs> hey get out of my yard it's kids. not because of who you are it's because you're here <laughs> it's because you're a small child and yeah. i don't really enjoy you but all right everyone Close uh, we had such a boom, great time. Boom. Thank you to Paul and Zach for joining us. Thanks, guys. Uh, we Appreciate will it, guys. see Thank you all next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.